0: You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's gonna be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news, I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite
2: podcast. Hello once again everybody, welcome back to another fun-filled edition of The Nerd Table. Here on CKCC Radio, this is a podcast by a bunch of nerds for everybody. But mostly other nerds. I am one of your three hosts, Christopher O'Mealy, and I am joined by the marvelous Dan Peck. Now, wait a second here. Ho- hold on a second. All right, timeout, timeout. Everybody stop the show. Stop the show. What's happening? That was a Pepsi. <laughs> no. No. My whole game is thrown off now. No. <laughs> Eric opens the drinks. Oh, you mean, pe- you mean like this? Like what? I didn't even oh, hear did anything. It not,
1: did it not go through that time? Oh. Oh well, fuck me a then.
2: Bad, right? bad ASMR video. <laughs> All right, we're a minute into the uh, show. We're already off. <laughs> Good
0: God! Ah, Welcome that is
1: to... very bad for my nose. Wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> you know, it's a, it right <laughs> up the nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, we're off to a great start. All right, this is uh, episode eighty-one. We are continuing 81. our Route eighty-one. 81, man. That's through Pennsylvania. A lot. We kind of need a
1: vacation. Nah, yeah. Where would we go and how would we get there? Oh my god, we want to do
0: this now? Okay.
2: Well, we're going to the
0: Cartoon Network <laughs> Hotel in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh, so you can talk more trash about it. Okay. God. See, we, we were coming from the because we would be the people who would go there. And we are the people who would be like, why why is it there? That doesn't make any sense. Right. We're the customers, the potential customers.
2: You're not gonna stay at the Cartoon Network Hotel. No, I'm not. So you shouldn't I... care where it is. Listen, I am destined to spend my entire life living in tourist areas. I grew up in a ski town. Then I moved to Orlando. And now I live in one of the biggest tourist areas up here. Action Park. Yep. Class Action Park. Great documentary on HBO Max. (laughs) Everybody should watch it. He grew up in that town. (laughs) Uh, I was there when that stuff was happening. I remember the live news broadcasts. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those, this can't be real. No. No, it's real. It was that bad. I do know that just recently, uh, recently, I'm pretty sure, like, yesterday as we're recording this, this is Saturday, March the 26th, we're doing this recording, and I believe it was yesterday that a kid died in Orlando. 14-year-old kid fell off of an attraction, and there was a big stink about that going on. I know that there was a video being shared, which should not be viewed by the weak-hearted,
0: uh, however, it I happened just not be viewed. Well, yes,
2: I agree with that. Too. Unless
0: you're investigating the wrongful death situation or whatever. Apparently,
2: TikTok had it for like the in its entirety. But here's the thing: everybody's always going to be up in arms about people getting hurt on these rides. Number one, this is one of those rides that it didn't take place in any of the major theme parks. It took place in one of those like small little carnivalish area. I think it's by the Orlando Eye off of i drive, Eric will know what I'm talking about.
1: Um yeah, there's a few places like that up and yeah. down. The the only like third party attractions that I would go to is like Old Town if I if I go back to Orlando. But even yeah. then, I'm uh, not doing that slingshot.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? I wouldn't do the slingshot on principle, but <laughs> There that's the same reason why I've never gone on the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. I absolutely refuse to. I don't care if it's been how many years now since it opened, over 10, and there's there hasn't been a major incident. I mean, I know there's been incidents, there hasn't been a major one, but that's not the point. I know things about the ride that make me say, nope, it's not going to happen. Speaking of Orlando, though, on a more positive note, I might be making a triumphant return to Halloween Horror Nights. Ooh, I am in a very, very preliminary discussion to make plans to go down in October. Uh, right now I'm feeling a little salty because the airline that I normally use, I decided to just look and see what kind of flights were available in the time frame I was looking at going and all the flight choices are awful. So now I am considering saying, screw it and just doing another airline. And the dreadful possibility of flying out of Philadelphia might become an option. See, I like Harrisburg because it's small. You walk right through. The security line has nobody there. And you go to Little Sanford Airport. And it's easy and it's small. And I suppose it could be cheaper and easier to do Philadelphia to Orlando. Is it direct flight to Orlando from there? From Harrisburg to Sanford, yes. And Sanford's only like an hour north of where my parents' house is down there. So it's not like it's it's that far. You arrive at the airport, I get my rental car, and it's only a little bit of a drive, and then I'm there. Yeah,
1: if you have no one to pick you up and you, you're going to get a rental car, I would rather fly into Sanford than Orlando International. Correct. 100%. Even if I have to spend an hour more driving
2: because orlando international is a nightmare airport
1: right now if you got somebody picking you up or whatever and you're not going to rent a car then whatever
2: yes indeed and perhaps my travel arrangements would be better suited by a travel agent what do you think Mm -hmm. maybe well i mean if i wanted
1: professional like a professional vacation then yeah, I would definitely go with a professional travel agent.
0: It's, Does he you know have like a, a voucher for like a free like three day two night? Oh, I would if most I definitely the show? take that.
2: Did Did you already hear his sultry voice at the beginning of the show during the theme song? I mean, I mean we didn't. <laughs> no, but I do during the editing process. Does that count? I always yes. hear his voice. It's one of the voices in my head now. It's the positive one that motivates me and, and wants me to travel more. <laughs> I have other voices, and they're not so fun, but we don't talk about them. What happened? Where are we?
1: You're about to mention uh, professional travel agent.
2: Emerson A. Cotton, <laughs> my, my very good friend, uh, he'll help me plan the trip so I don't have to. He can get me discounts. He can help book me in the best possible travel. I think... I think I'm going to consult with him on this trip.
0: I I mean, you don't have to pay him anything extra. He gets paid by them. He does. On a commission.
1: So interesting note on travel. Uh, This is nothing to do with travel agent, but uh, Arizona might be the first state to allow the Apple wallet to hold your driver's license and you can use it for like, uh, like if the police pull you over and stuff. Just whip out your
0: phone?
1: Yeah, you just whip out your phone. Hopefully they don't shoot you for that, but you just whip out your phone. Oh, my
2: God. And then uh, you'll have your ID. Well,
0: I'm white, so I'm okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. I white, so I'll be all right. What is happening? (laughs) I'm not getting canceled on this channel. This channel that I created. God damn it. (laughs) Now, that would be a story if I got my own channel canceled. (laughs) And if one of you two did it, we'd have a bigger problem. But <laughs> whoops, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Eric, my bad ain't gonna save you this time. You get me canceled. <laughs> so speaking of speaking of my bad, uh, just something I was thinking about the other day during one of my random thought sessions. Uh, I was got, I got, always got a lot of stuff on my mind. Uh, some things more than others, but right now I started thinking about all the fun stuff we used to do together. And I am now under the impression, actually, you know what? No, I'm, I'm convinced this has to exist. I believe somewhere out there in some kind of federal database is an actual law in place and somebody watching it to ensure that you and I never work at the same company again. You think so? I don't know. I... Would... Isn't it just safer that way at this point?
1: No, I have a feeling that we should just start our own company and see what happens.
2: And what... Okay, what company would that be? Demolition? Listen, I don't know Because stuff breaks a lot when we're around.
1: Plan A, make the company. Plan B, plan C, profit.
2: (laughs) Step two, you drink a beer. (laughs) We've started a company. Great. What do you guys sell? And then we're going to make money. You're supposed <laughs> to sell something? We provide a service. Okay. What kind of service? Well, we take your money. <laughs> for what? It. for what reason? We haven't gotten that far yet. What we do is we collect
1: everybody's money from the area and we we split it between us and buying lottery tickets and then we split the winnings with everybody who participated
2: that's the most brilliant
0: scam ever you son of a bitch I'm in yeah but if you get enough it has to eventually pay off somewhat (laughs) so one of the
2: highlights of working at some of all thrills was whenever it would be me and Eric both up on the platform together and somebody else would come up and they would just be like oh boy Because it was either going to be the best shift of their life or the one where they were going to work the hardest.
1: No, we made sure people... We we did our portion. We did our job. But we made sure that they were either very entertained or very annoyed. It was going to be one of those two. It depended on who it was. was
2: It all depended on who got up there. Because... Most people enjoyed our shenanigans, but I'm sure some didn't, and that's okay cuz yeah, I'm we're... sure Melissa was one of them. <laughs> Melissa hated the two of us together because we didn't stop messing with her.
1: Right. She loved our shenanigans as long as it didn't involve her. Unfortunately, we knew involving her was the best method.
2: <laughs> uh that was a little more you than me just for the yeah. record you were always the bigger shit stirrer ultimately but yeah I was always the bigger schemer usually you actually actually did the thing I usually just talked about it and thought it would be funny and then you're like that would be funny hey check this out
1: (laughs) OSHA's favorite employees like wouldn't it be funny if somebody fell down the stairs you're
2: absolutely right (laughs) <laughs> uh and then there were some people who i think were just generally confused and that's fine i mean plus if if paul or josh were, were working and shout outs to them by the way i hope the two yeah, of them shout are doing out well paul and josh. yeah the the four horsemen we were the four horsemen of some of all thrills Because any combination of us caused an issue. But in a good way. Sometimes I wonder how we even opened. Uh, We followed the checklist. And then we pushed some buttons. And then we just kind of hoped for the best at that point. Because. Do you. Did I tell you. uh, I I can tell this now. Because I'm never going to work there again. But when I was in the disaster control panel, one of my attraction leads actually showed me how to mess with the special effects in between shows. Now, not like, I wasn't going to do anything major in the, okay, so for people who don't know the ride, disaster's attraction portion ended with an earthquake simulator. It was the old earthquake ride. You were on a subway car, you were in a train tunnel, and then an earthquake happened. And there were some really big special effects, like the the, the city street above caved in in an A tanker truck came down and burst into flames. A runaway subway car came flying off the tracks. So I I wouldn't mess with those special effects, but little stuff like the little trash can right outside the control booth, I figured out the, the thing to just make it knock over. So I would hit the little button sequence, and I'd hear plop, and I'd go outside and look, and there was a trash can on its side. And then I'd go in, and I'd hit the button again, and I'd look outside, and the trash can was standing back up again little things to amuse yourself in between shows which at the disaster ride there could be a lot of downtime in between when the train got there with with the coasters it was different because like the mummy coaster is always running it's always cycling through so you've got you've got cars at the at the load station cars at the unload station and then you've got several cars out on the ride track so You always have something to watch. Harry Potter was ran on a conveyor belt. So the only time you didn't have to watch anything consistently is if the ride was stopped for a minute because, you know, somebody didn't know how to step on the belt, which was daily. But with disaster, there wasn't anything to watch while the train was in the station. You didn't have to do anything until it got dispatched. So what are you going to do in the meantime? It's not like you can be given tasks. You know, it wasn't like Disney where, okay, we don't have anything for you to do so you can task. Like you're in a safety position and you can't go anywhere. Kind of like the the control panels at all the rides. When you were stationed at a control panel, you couldn't go anywhere. That was a safety position. So you were there until somebody relieved you. So if you happen to be working with a coworker who decided to approach you and talk about the Kama Sutra, you were stuck listening to that conversation. And I've told that story before. Should I tell oh, it again? Because yeah. we have new listeners. Should yeah, yeah. I just tell it again?
3: Because
2: I brought it up. Uh, uh, make, make it quick. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So my... my and old... then I punched someone in the face. All right. No. Continue. All right. Now you're telling that story. All right. So for the newer listeners, because I know we have a bunch. We have new members of the group and everything. Here's one of my favorite <laughs> stories that ever happened. So on the disaster platform is a very small control console out where the subway car is. And if you're assigned to that console, you cannot leave that little platform. So you're literally stuck there until somebody comes to relieve you. That's the way it goes on a safety position. Once the ride's open, somebody's there the whole time. So I'm stuck on the little console... And here's my foreign co-worker pacing up and down, and you can tell he's got something on his mind, and he already had a way of saying things that would make people uncomfortable. For example, one time while I was at a greeter and scanning express passes, I scanned a pass of a girl in very, very tight pants, and as she walked into the line, he appeared over my shoulder and said in his accent, Holy shit! Look at the ass on that girl! Oh my goodness, that is perfection! Hey! Do you think her boyfriend would just let me have a little touch? He said it jokingly, but also not. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, you know there's people around me, right, that can hear you. Okay, you don't care? Cool. So, fortunately this time we're the only people in there, although there are people in the child swap area, which is right behind the console, and could potentially be an earshot. And all of a sudden he comes up to me, and of course he has to get up on that little console too, so he's like up in my face, so I can't move away from him. Chris, let me ask you a question. Are you familiar with Kama Sutra? I'm like frantically looking around to see if anybody can hear me. I'm like, where are you going with this? Okay, see, I was reading the book, right? And there is this position in which the two girls, or the two people, they are scissoring. They're doing a scissor, right? How does that even work? That's like lesbian shit. How does that work? I told Ellis that story, and I think I broke him. Because I remember he literally fell off the couch in the dragon, the dueling
0: dragons uh, trailer. Funniest thing is you tell him that story five years later on a podcast. And and he snorted. He still snorted. He went through a snort fest.
2: And every now and again, he would just be like, he'd be like, that's lesbian shit. And follow that with snorts. So, Ellis, I love you, buddy. And I know you're listening because you started listening again. But I love – I always love that story. Uh, he was a nice guy. He was Egyptian. Very proud of his culture. Um, He, he did – he was a genuinely nice person, but I just think he didn't understand that he was coming off like, like a creep. And he made some people uncomfortable and, well – I don't know where he is now. Last thing I heard, he moved to Poland to become a doctor. So good for him. I hope he's doing well. So did you know that um, if you could hit a button, it could involve baby elephants at some of all thrills? I didn't know that, Eric. Did you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually. Uh,
1: I was the one who spread that rumor. Oh, man. That wasn't even what I was talking about. But I guess I can share that story. So sometimes when we get guests at some of all thrills that don't speak any English or don't understand English we would have we still have to tell them the safety spiel right which is basically push the button if you want to stop the ride period that's pretty much it and then I'll stop the ride I'll bring them back and then we will get them out um well sometimes we like to have fun with it like if we know they're not going to understand us Fuck it. Just say whatever you want. Like there, there's people still watching us. So, but they're not listening to us. They're just watching us from a distance. So just making sure that we're saying something. So I was just like, huh, I'm going to, I'm going to say some funny shit now and just be like, Hey, if you hit this button, a baby elephant's going to come out and punch you in the face. And, uh, they would just kind of look at me like they normally do for blank, st- like blank stare because they don't understand anything I'm saying. So I pulled down the hood vents and I launched a ride. Well, uh, one day, and uh, shout out to Alex if, if he's listening, but Alex uh, came up with these. Uh, it was a couple, and they were. I'm going to sound racist no matter how I say it. They were very Asian. And by very Asian, I mean, you know, wearing kimonos and shit. All right? so uh they're waiting and alex is telling them they got to stand at this like circle thing and stay away from the gates but they don't care they're like up at the gates waving past people like holding their hands out and and alex is like trying to get them under control so in my defense these people don't speak english they don't understand and i i'm just like all right so i'm just gonna have fun with it so uh when it was their turn i loaded them up and i was like all right guys if you uh Hit this button, a baby elephant's gonna come out and punch you in the face, and they give me that blank stare, and i was like, yeah, yeah, of course. So I like fucking closed it and I launched the ride, and then at the end of the ride, I lift these hoods, and uh, and the guy looks at like the lady and was just like, well, that ride was terrific. And I look over at Alex and I'm like, you son of a bitch, you fucking tricked me. You could have warned me. <laughs> uh, they understood everything that I was saying. They just were confused. <laughs> By how a baby elephant was going to come out and punch them in the fucking face.
2: Of course, the real question is, did that ever happen? <laughs> no. What? Well, so wait, what story were you going to tell? Because now I'm I, confused. Where I, I punched the guy who sp- spat on me. Oh yeah, you told that on Park Hopper though. Yeah. I don't want to blow. Listen to Park answer. Hopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen, go go park listen to hopper. The Park Hopper. Listen to Park Hopper, guys. We got to do another one soon. Uh oh my god, yeah, the theme park stories are always gonna be fun, because, let's be honest, where, of all the jobs you've ever worked, where did you end up with your best stories?
1: So, in the, in, uh, Great Movie Ride.
2: Right. The, the parks, exactly. The parks, they're like, yeah. Like, okay, yeah, I got hotel stories, I got warehouse stories, but they're not as good. I've got GameStop stories, and they're terrible. <laughs> right, just, just
0: like working there apparently was I mean there was the guy who parked his Hummer right in front of the store because he has enemies that would come and deface his Hummer what? <laughs> yeah, Hummer guy he'd park in the fire lane because if he parked in the parking lot his enemies would come and deface his Hummer did he have a tinfoil hat on by any chance? no this guy sounds like a real piece of work. Yeah, he's a real
1: douche.
2: Sounds like somebody who drive a Hummer. Good God! Uh, yeah, the, the the theme park stories are always great. Always, although um, I
1: do want the new electric Hummer.
2: All right, can you master your electric skateboard first before you <laughs> move up to Hummers?
0: Before you move up to
2: class below tank.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: get ambitious we're going on a road trip
2: (laughs) no the funniest thing we're going we don't need roads (laughs) oh god dude you're gonna be like the the episode of the office when he's following the gps and michael drives right into the lake
0: even though he knows it but he's pissed off because of the
2: (laughs) why
1: would the gps tell me to go this way
2: (laughs) dude (laughs) so the, the running joke was always that and Chris and Eric can't work together because stuff breaks when they're around. And it was always a big running gag. And then that one day we were driving to Paul's house and I'm driving and you're like, you just start laughing. I'm like, cause I don't, we weren't even like talking about anything. You just start giggling. I'm like, what the hell is so funny? You're like, you and me are currently in a motor vehicle. It's like the first time we'd actually driven together somewhere. I'm like, Eric, you're going to stop that sentence right now. <laughs> People. i was just thinking we're gonna die <laughs> no that the hell we are gonna die <laughs> uh, those were always uh those were always some of the best times though so we could go to paul's house play dungeons and dragons get drunk and piss him off as he tried to play dungeon master seriously and we just went off the rails thus was life <clears throat> so i have a uh I have a little segment I want to do real quick, Uh, something I was just putting some thought into, a little bit of fun, and then maybe you guys can kind of do the same thing. And you could talk about these shows, too, because I think you guys have seen most of them. So I listed out 10 of my all-time favorite TV shows, and I'm going to come up with what I think is the worst episode of each of these shows. I went with five animated, five live action for a little bit of Variety. And if you're a fan of the show, you can feel free to chime in. If you are not or never seen it, I'll I'll go quickly. Uh, the one that I don't think you guys have seen as much as I have, I'll start with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm not sure if you guys have ever really watched that show before. I've seen the movie. Ah, the, the movie that's kind of related to the show, but also not related to the show. The movie's actually pretty good. Rick or I actually do like the movie. The movie's Give underrated. The problem is that the show is so good compared to the movie that people immediately piss on the movie. But the movie's good. It's good. I liked it. I did not know there was a movie. The movie came first. The movie came out, like, five years
0: before the show, too. It was, like, well before it. It's,
2: like, 92 versus 97, I think.
0: Yeah. There's it's, like, it's like three to five year difference. So, so, so did it kick it off? Are they
2: related? Well, no. Um, technically, yes, but also no. The movie... Joss Whedon wanted to do it as a show in the first place, and they don't think he got any kind of approval from any networks to do it. And he ended up doing the movie, and the movie wasn't very successful, but he stuck to his guns and eventually got the TV show greenlit. And the results speak for itself, because it ended up becoming a cult classic. And it spun off another successful show. Right, Angel, which some people might even say is better. Um... I still prefer Buffy overall to Angel, but Angel has some really, really good moments in it, too. Um, so the worst episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, above and beyond, and this is also... This was one that I, I ended up hating as it, as it was, and then I discovered it was also a pretty fan-hated episode, too. It's called Beer Bad. Basically, there's some tainted beer, and Buffy drinks it along with some some like college douchey-type people, and... It basically reverts them to Neanderthals. The whole episode is basically a drinking is bad allegory. And I just wasn't a fan. Like, I think there's enough propaganda out there against alcohol consumption and underage drinking and, you know, alcoholism and all that stuff. Like, that it didn't need to be on a Supernatural Vampire Slayer style show. And Buffy was always a really smart show and was really good with things like continuity and foreshadowing. That it just felt really out of place, unnecessary and forced. It also took place during the fourth season, if I'm not mistaken. And the fourth season was already kind of a weak season anyway, because it didn't exactly have the best overarching storyline. So it's, it's one of those things where it's just a combination of bad things happening. For a show that some of the best episodes ever done are so brilliant that they've won multiple awards and have become, like, beloved just episodes of television history, it stands out as just being bad. So I'll stick. I'll start with that one. Um, the Sopranos, another one of my favorite shows of all time.
0: All right. I have seen all this. So. Yes, you
2: have. Uh, I remember we discussed it while you were watching it because it was your first your first overall viewing, and I knew you were going to like it. Um, Sopranos is, is a pretty good overall show. Uh, like Buffy, doesn't have a lot of weak points, but the one episode that I always remember stuck out to me as just being weak was they do an episode where they're fighting over a statue of Christopher Columbus. Yes. And it doesn't advance anything in the storyline. It doesn't advance any family feuds. It doesn't do anything except just be like, a weird plot point that didn't really need to be there. I like that you groaned as soon as you I said it too. Cause you knew what I was talking about. So yeah, uh that one always stuck out in my head. Another favorite show, Breaking Bad. Sticking with the live right action show. here. And I need to finish it. Good God, I made it to season you know, five and I can't... It? No,
1: man, I made it to season five and then I I lost uh I lost my access to uh what was it netflix at the time then when i got it back it wasn't on netflix anymore where is it now i don't i don't know where the fuck it's at that's why i haven't seen it
0: i got into it during that mid-season mid-last season break so by the time i had caught up those episodes were available on streaming again yeah
2: remember i did the same thing Cause I remember you guys were telling me that too. I started watching it and I'm like, there's only four seasons. You're like, that's okay. The fifth season's coming like on this date and you're not going
0: to be caught up by then. I was like, oh, cool. So Breaking Bad is on Netflix again. Oh, got the movie. Again. They made the movie. Remember? <laughs> oh God. Okay. They made the El Camino. So the, the episode
2: that sticks out in my head on Breaking Bad is one that I've heard it's, it's either your least favorite episode or a brilliant piece of television, depending on who you're talking to. Dan, do you already know which one I'm talking about?
0: Least favorite episode? Mm-hmm. It takes place in one singular location. Oh, that's what I... It, yeah, it, nothing happens in that episode that's important, but it's fun as hell. The, the Fly. F- the, the Fly. Well, I, I understand why people like it, but it was not for me. Like, it doesn't advance anything... It's a bottle episode. It's entirely in their basement uh, lab at Gus Fring's.
2: And he's obsessing there's, with. There's a fly. a
0: fly in in the area, and it will decontaminate everything. And they have to do everything over again. And so it's the entire episode is them trying to get the fly. And it is hilarious, but it does nothing for the show overall. For such a good storyline
2: advancing type show, it is kind of a. Kind of a like a, a pit stop episode. Um, no, I, I I respect the people who defend it and all the reasons they defend it for. I don't like it, and it's it's that one where if I'm doing the rewatch, I'm just like, let's just get through this.
0: I mean, I mean, you can you could straight up skip it.
2: You can, but I can't. I can't do that.
0: But anyway, so bottle episodes are where a, 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 an entire episode happens in one, maybe two locations. And it's usually because they blew their budget on an episode <laughs> or two earlier in the season. Yep. So was that the season? Was that the train heist season? Because I could imagine.
2: Uh, yeah, I yeah, I believe so. When would he have been working in in Gus's lab? That would have been
0: season three or four. Something like that.
2: Yeah, because that okay. season
0: starts with the starts with the train robbery. And that would have been a lot of on-location and stuff. That would have been money.
2: The fly had to be CGI, though, because it's actually proven you can't teach a fly to do tricks. So it's not like you can train a fly. No. So how much CGI do we budget do we have left? We have enough to make a fly. Brilliant. <laughs> well, I know what we're doing this episode. I have an idea. <laughs> the writers can go on vacation.
0: <laughs> and you see a lot of bottle episodes in sci-fi shows? Like- yes. Star Treks and Doctor Who Doctor Who because they would have a big intense post-production episode and they'd have no money so it'd be a hopefully character driven episode in the case of Doctor Who the the famous one um, when they're going across a sea of glass or whatever I forget what it's called, but, like, a weird alien comes in and starts taking over people's minds, and they all start going crazy at each other uh, Among Us style. Which uh, Doctor is it? Tenet.
2: Tenet? Okay, so I would have seen it, because I've seen all of Tenet. I just, I don't, I don't have a lot of memory of Doctor Who, unfortunately.
0: But that was actually more because they did an episode where it was, the Doctor was barely in it, and it was a heavy Donna episode. And that was the turn left episode. Yeah. Whereas instead of her turning right and going to the job that she met the guy that poisoned her so she could feed the spider queen and she would come across the doctor, she just decides to turn left instead. And there's like some alien feeding off the energy of her possibility life or whatever. Um, and because they did that and the doctor's in like the very beginning and the very end of that, they at the same time did this bottle episode of just a doctor and a handful of people on like a bus. I don't so, uh, so bottle it. episodes are basically either
2: really good or really bad. It's, it really depends on what you're doing for it.
0: Basically. Yeah. But this one is just, this literally, is there even any like much talking in the episode of the fly? No. Cause isn't Walt alone for a lot of it? Like I think
2: there is there any dialogue in the fly? I mean there is, but because he talks about he explains vigorously to Jesse how why he has to kill the fly. So I know there's actual dialogue. The rest of this episode
1: should be talking about this fly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that would give you a a symptom or a, a feeling of how that episode actually was.
2: No, what I should do <laughs> is I should just turn on my webcam. And for the rest of the episode, it should just be me locked in the, in the bedroom, in the office room, and there should be a fly in here and you should just watch me try to kill it. That'll be the rest of the yeah, episode.
0: Like, watching him try to kill it, fucking awesome, seeing him. It's hilarious, but I guess, yeah. But comparatively nothing, speaking... Nothing, story-wise, is advanced in that. <clears throat> all right. Uh, favorite sitcom
2: of all time, The Big Bang Theory. I have probably seen this show... More than most other shows, unless you
0: guys I, like go to sleep with a DVD on?
2: Yeah, that was a big routine for a long time. Uh, no longer the case, but it was a very it was literally uh put on put on the show, play it till we're sleeping, turn it off. You know when we were too tired, turn it off, go to sleep. Next night, resume where we left off. Sometimes the middle of an episode, <laughs> it was just routine at that point. So Big Bang Theory ran for 12 seasons. I've seen all 12 seasons multiple times. And there are weaker episodes near the end of the season because the later seasons were a lot of, like, the good overall or ar- arcing storyline was good, but you had to fill 24 episodes to get there. Like, the last season has a brilliant ending. It's one of the best season f- or series finales I've ever seen in my life. Big Bang Theory has one of the best series finales. But some of the build-up to get there is just, like, because you know that they can't get there yet. So they're just kind of filling gaps. But the one that always stood out to me was, it was probably season, like, five, six, seven, that that type area. But uh, Leonard's childhood bully tracks him down. And tries to, like, make amends with him, and then by the end of the episode, he's bullying him again. So it accomplishes nothing except to basically just be like, yeah, bullies suck. And then that's when the big reveal, like, I, I love Kaylee Cuoco a lot, but let's be honest, Penny's not a good character. <laughs> She's not a good person. And there's a lot of negatives about that character. And, of course, we discover that, yeah, she was a horrible bully in high school. And now her best friends, Bernadette and Amy, were kids that got picked on because they were smart and science type people. So, the B-plot with Penny trying to, like, apologize to people she bullied is kind of nice. Although, like, one of the girls she calls is a stutterer. And, of course, she's still getting frustrated, like, listening to her stutter, her apology. Or her acceptance of her apology, so... All that episode does is reaffirm that Penny's not very nice, and bullies are still crappy people, and, like, there's no life lesson in there or anything. Like, Leonard tries to be nice to the guy, and he still takes advantage of him. So, what lesson came out
0: of that? Season 5, episode 11, The (laughs) Speckerman Recurrence.
2: Yes. Uh, The only positive thing that came out of that was the actor who plays the bully is Lance Barber, and he later got cast as Sheldon's father in Young Sheldon, which, while I don't watch Young Sheldon, he does a really good job in the few episodes I have seen. So, credit where credit's due. But that's a lot of those creators like to reuse their actors a lot. And one more live-action show. I won't talk about this too much because we already did this. But Game of Thrones, one of, if not the uh, top live action series that I've ever seen. I don't hate the ending as much as a lot of people do, but I really do think the, the series finale episode is the worst episode of the whole series. Because it's just kind of a letdown based on where a lot of things were going.
1: Let's talk about live action shows that ended too early. That just
0: well, here's the issue, right? Is out. they they never could have continued the pacing the show they 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 the way they were.
1: They could have just taken a hiatus and then when the books release, come back.
2: George
0: R. R. I'd R. Martin. Rather than...
2: George R. R. Martin wanted ten seasons, and HBO told him no. He wanted ten. So. No. Well, yep. He he. I, it's he his source it material. He should have just. No, screw you. I want ten. Give me my ten. I would have been like, "All right,
1: try it." Yeah, it's the number one show on HBO. Cancel the fucking show. Do it.
2: Yeah, and then they let don't all have the fucking balls. And then let all <laughs> the fans know why the show's canceled. And don't you yeah. dare blame it on me. I wanted 10 seasons and you told me to go fuck myself so you can go fuck yourself. All right. Hold on to that thought, Eric. I want to get through the other shows real quick. And then, yeah, let's definitely talk about shows that ended too early because there's definitely a good portion of those. Um, Let's talk about my five favorite animated shows. And oh, God, three of them are. No, wait, four of them are still going and one of them's coming back. So, <laughs> there's a chance the worst
0: episode hasn't aired yet, but let's go with what we've what we've got so mm, far. So that kind of tells me I already know like 3 of them off the top to begin with. So he, he, this is not going to be a shock to anybody. <clears throat> All right, Rick and Morty. Let's start with Rick and Morty. That's Raising
2: Gazorpazorp. No, I don't think it's Raising Gazorpazorp anymore. That is easily the worst episode of season 1. I'll stipulate to that. Uh, The worst episode I remember of Rick and Morty actually happened this past season. The one that just aired, like, last summer or whenever the hell we got our last Rick and Morty deal. Let me guess. Let me guess. Incest Baby. Giant Sperm Incest Baby. There's there's a part where—this is why I fell out of Drawn Together, which I thought was a brilliant show when it came out. And then after season two, I couldn't watch it anymore because they were just doing gross and shock for the sake of gross and shock. Rick and Morty, I get, has a lot of stupid humor behind it, but the show overall is way too smart to just focus on giant incest babies. Because there's a point where it's like, okay, you're doing this for shock value, but you base the whole episode over it. If it was like, Uh, (laughs) oh.
0: And it shows up as the big bad in the finale
2: (laughs) giant incest baby.
0: Yeah, that, that one really
2: stuck out. Like, I remember watching that episode when it was first airing and just going, I don't think I want to watch this episode a second time. Like, there are weaker episodes of Rick and Morty all the time. Raising Gazorpazorp Azorb stands out as a weak point of season one. They did an interdimensional cable sequel, which wasn't nearly as good as the first one, and kind of stands out because it's like, okay, you're doing the same bit, but you don't have your A material anymore. It's like you're kind of reusing... Stuff you didn't have, and then I remember I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of the Mad Max Fury Road parody. I liked the idea behind it, but I wasn't huge on the execution. But that the the incest baby thing just stood out. Giant incest baby. Less said, yeah, the better. I was
1: just like, what is happening right now?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, South Park, which is currently having a new season, a lot of the episodes I've seen so far have been really funny, and I. Love that South Park came back. I thought the, the big reveal that Tolkien's name is actually based on J.R.R. Tolkien and not T-O-K-E-N might have been the funniest joke South Park has done in at least 15 years. I was roaring laughter at that episode when I, when that reveal happened. Yeah, we named him after my favorite author. What did you think he was named after? I actually sat back in my chair and was like howling with laughter. I have not laughed at South Park that hard in a long time. Brilliant. Uh, South Park's had some pretty weak episodes. The one that will always stand out in my head features none of the kids, has no Randy Marsh, best character in television history, by the way. It features Towley writing a book and going on Oprah, and then Oprah's vagina pulls a gun on him. And it is just not funny, not clever, and... Okay, it's a tally episode where he Talley's actually is not only the main character, but the only character. And that's where part of the problem comes from. And just, they've done funnier bits like Hillary Clinton, but the Oprah thing just didn't work. And that's one of those, I'm doing a series rewatch. I get to that episode and it's literally, because I, I can't skip it because I can't, I don't operate like that. I'm too anal for that. I put it on, I suffer through it, and thankfully move on after that. Yeah. I think it's called A Million Little Fibers, and it's just a bad episode. It's a it's a pretty popular fan hated episode too. It's just yeah, yeah. it's bad. I like you know Ta- episode? I, well I like Tally I... as a sound as a uh, sorry, a side character. He's funny as a side character. And he's funny if he's not involved directly with the plot. This just didn't work.
0: Season 10, Episode 6, A Million Little Fibers. Thank you, Dan. So
2: I have to ask you
1: how you felt about the... I I have feelings about a particular episode that I, I originally thought was bad. And then the more I watched that one episode, I realized that it's fucking awesome. And that's the Jennifer Lopez episode. Yes, with Cartman's hand. What did you think of
0: that fucking episode? First of all, the next episode after the Tally episode is Man Bear Pig.
2: Yeah, see, that's what you. Yeah, brilliant episode. Fucking (laughs) gold.
0: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking gold.
2: They 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 did such a bad job. They're like, we got to do something good. How about we have Al Gore show up and just go after Man Bear Pig? You son of a He's bitch. Half, I'm half human, half bear, half pig. Uh, the Jennifer Lopez episode is not good. Um, and I think I just find it to be. I think the part of that episode that turns me off the most is the fact that Ben Affleck sleeps with Cartman's hand. And there's just a lot of discomfort in that. Fat butt and pancake head. I like the fat. I like them making fun of J Lo. I I don't have an issue there. It's just
1: no. I get you. I get you. If if
2: you're gonna be gross, you still have to be gross in a way that is that is satirically funny, and there that just didn't do it for me. Cause good God. All right. Family Guy. All right. I'll just say this. I prefer classic Family Guy. I don't watch new Family Guy because new Family Guy is not good. So there, and I know there've been some
0: awful episodes that have come out. So what do you consider classic Family Guy? Pre-cancellation? Only the first three seasons count? (laughs) No, 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 no. Um,
2: actually family, some of Family Guy's best episodes came from like seasons four through seven. It's kind of like The Simpsons. They get to that certain season, and then it just starts falling off the rails. You mean somewhere around the time where he got a second show? Uh, Yeah, and then he got a third show, and that's when it really got bad. He never should have made the Cleveland show. There, I fucking said it. Well, that's not a controversial statement under any circumstance, <laughs> but... Uh, family Guy... So the episode that, I'm not going to say it's the worst episode of the whole series, because I'm sure there are ones that are actually like just worse or maybe more boring. The one that pissed me off the most was the one where they kill Brian. Because not only was it an unnecessary death to do as a rating spike, because he comes back two episodes later, it just didn't need to happen. Family Guy sometimes tries too hard to be serious and get you with an emotional gut punch. Killing Brian was not the right way to do it. Because I remember, I remember seeing like their Facebook page being like, RIP Brian Griffin. I'm like, what the hell happened? And I'm reading all about Family Guy has killed off Brian. And I watched the episode. I'm like, well, that's depressing. And I'm like, are they going to stick with this? And like, this is Family Guy and Stewie's got a time machine. There's no way it's going to stick with it. Two episodes later, Brian, you're back. I missed you so much. At least they had Pauly Walnuts as the, the other dog for the, two or Oh uh, yeah Tony was Sirico Tony I mean. Sirico yeah so I, I was all right with that but <laughs> nah killing if you're gonna kill off a character and it's a main character and then you copped out by bringing him back anyway and you knew you always were going to it's not like it was fan backlash and they had to bring him back because they don't make family guys in six days like South Park so and you kn- literally, literally hand them the tape two seconds before it up there. <laughs> right. So you knew it was going it, to, it's, it's a thing. So it was always a thing. That one just pissed me off because it was unnecessary. And how am I supposed to get emotionally invested in an episode where I don't trust the creators anyway? That was like the, the official I've lost faith in family guy thing. So give me my classic family guys. I'll always watch them. Newer stuff. I watch clips. Like I'll, I'll see, I'll see clips online, and I'll be like, "All right, that looks kind of funny." I'll, I'll watch that. Like, I just saw one where Peter was singing a song to his, to the uh, the new bartender Jerome called "Thank the Whites," and it's about all the great things that white people gave the world. I okay, like all right.
1: So I will give that Family Guy has
2: great fucking songs. Whenever they decide to do funny songs, they're hilarious. The PTA song is one of the yeah. or, or the not the PTA. Um, the censorship bureau
1: yeah uh the the the, fcc
2: yes fcc
1: is fucking brilliant Uh, any song that's just like that they do i feel like is is great and they're
2: like south park they do really offensive songs but they do it in such a catchy way because they have like the 26 piece orchestra performing so it's like it's like he's singing a song about Chris going out with a Down Syndrome girl, but it's got a full orchestral backup to it.
1: Uh, it's that ridiculousness that I like.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right, Chris, what's the worst episode of Futurama? <laughs> you knew that was coming.
2: All right. So, Futurama is one of those shows that almost gets a pass. There are very few bad episodes of Futurama, there are very few. The only bad episodes of Futurama I can really remember offhand were usually ones that were just kind of boring. You know what I mean? Or the plot wasn't that interesting, or maybe the jokes were just a little a little on the weak side. So, there was no Zoidberg. <laughs> how are you going to have an episode without Zoidberg? I just had this discussion with my friend Megan. Uh, I think literally this morning we had this discussion, if I'm not mistaken. But she, she just started Futurama again. She's like, who's your favorite character? And I told her to bite my shiny metal ass. Let's go already. <laughs> Futurama has great characters across the it, across the punch. Really Even the side characters, Hedonism Bot and the Robot Devil, Roberto. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like. The Clamps. <laughs> and if you don't comply, Clamps is going to have a present for you. The Clamps right boss <laughs> the i was hoping about the six to seventh time that that robot flashed his cash my rage would have subsided sadly it has not happened <laughs> uh so do you remember that this is now officially in canon
0: as i think season six they What's did the movies yeah they did four mini movies Do you remember that I mean, I've seen everything to this point, but it's been a few years. Okay, so they did four movies. They did Bender's Big Score, Mm -hmm.
2: they did The Beast With a Billion Backs, they did Bender's Game, and then they did Into the Wild Green Yonder. Three of them are, I won't say masterpieces, but they're really good. Really good plots, good twists and turns, advanced the storyline, just good shit overall. The Beast with a Billion Backs is so awful, and I bought that individual DVD because this was at the time when Futurama was over, and the only way the story was continuing was with these brand new movies, so I had to have them, and I bought Bender's Big Score, and I loved it, and then here comes the next one. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. It was so bad, I never even bought the other two. I didn't see them until they aired on TV for free as like three-part episodes, because I was so angry that I just watched something that awful from Futurama. It is such a horrible episode. Making it worse, that it's like an hour and a half, on an individual DVD that I purchased at the time. So, a lot of negative feelings came out of that. Absolutely hated it. Top to bottom, hated it. Nothing redeeming about it. So... One time out of curiosity, because, you know, when I'm doing the board internet searching or I'm doing stuff like this, I'm like, what does the internet think is the worst episode of Futurama? And I remember I found like a top six list because the guy was like, I literally can't come up with any more than this. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, what's number one going to be? And it turned out to be Beast with a Billion Backs. And at the time, I had actually repressed that memory entirely. And I'm like, yup. That's the answer. That's the fucking answer right there. A piece of dust just flew in front of my computer screen and I actually thought it was a fly for a minute. <laughs> and I thought we were going to have to circle back to that. Well, we just did. Kill the fly. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I swatted the dust out of the air. Yeah, when you have three
0: cats, you have a lot of dust. Oh yeah, they even killed Kiff in that one.
2: Yeah, that was like they killed Kiff, then they brought him back. The episode, God, I didn't.
1: Okay, I could not remember what you were talking about until you just fucking mentioned that.
2: They kill him. They bring him back. They break him and Amy up. There's like this weird beast from another dimension that is sticking its tentacles into everybody and making them all love. And it's like an allegory for heaven or something. I don't even remember. I just remember hating it. I probably still have the DVD, and maybe I should just ceremoniously break it. (laughs) <laughs> the other three are brilliant, though. Bender's Big Score has the big twist about Fry being an alternate person in the timeline. Uh, Bender's Game has a big reveal about one of, pr- one of uh, Mom's kids is actually one of Professor Farnsworth's kids, and also it's a D&D parody. And then Into the Wild Green Yonder has Fry as the cult leader, and that's when him and Leela finally get together. And that was going to be the official end of the series, but that was so successful they renewed them. Now they're coming back with John DiMaggio again. Is he is he, the fourth, is he the actually coming run? back? Yeah, yeah. yeah Bender Gate's over.
0: He's coming back, which meant everybody else got a raise too.
2: <laughs> yeah, because if he was he was fighting for it, so that means what a fucking legend.
3: Exactly. Bravo on him. him.
0: He only does Bender, right? Like freaking he, He's Jake he does on Adventure Jake Time. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Billy West does like ten characters. He's Beard Papa
2: and Wreck It Ralph. You know Billy West's or uh yeah yeah. Billy West's Zap Brannigan is supposed to sound like Phil Hartman because originally Phil Hartman was gonna be Zap Brannigan.
0: Yeah.
2: So when he when he took the character on, he intentionally does a Phil Hartman impression. Do you want some of the Sham Pagan? A shout-out to my buddy Sam, who's probably listening to this. But Sam met Billy West at a convention, and he said, Can you do the Zoidberg voice for me? And he looks him dead in the eye and goes, Why should I do the voice for you? You've done nothing for me. (laughs)
0: Legend. All right. Do you all know what my favorite show is? Yeah, so tell us about the worst episode of The Simpsons.
2: (laughs) Well, like I said, I haven't seen every Modern Simpsons episode, so it might be out there. But I will tell you the Simpsons episode that pissed me off the most. It's the one that officially starts the downhill spiral of the show, Principal and the Pauper. Principal Skinner is not who he says he is. They erase actual history that they've already established for a storyline that made no sense, that they hard reset anyway and tried to turn it into a meta joke. And it just didn't work. The episode has funny jokes in it. I'm not taking anything away from that. I know same thing with some of the other stuff we've talked about. Like there are funny jokes in other in some of these other episodes, but this one was the official real downward spiral of the show where it was just like, man, they really And guess what? what? That was in nineteen ninety-seven. Yes it was. (laughs) I have so many questions. This is season
0: nine. The show's still going.
2: I know. And the thing is, it's not like Season 9 was a bad season. 9, 10, even 11, and 12 aren't bad seasons. But The Simpsons' peak was the end of Season 8. That was the official final, final peak, and the downhill came after that, and a lot of people agreed that Principal and the Pauper started it. Because there weren't... A lot of people lost faith in the show at that point, so... So there you have it. Maybe I'll take these 10 shows and do my favorite episodes next week. Uh, maybe I'll come up with some other stuff. Uh, maybe you guys will come up with some of your all-time favorite shows, and we can dunk on your least favorite episodes of them. Do you have one in mind right now? A least favorite episode of a favorite show that sticks out? Hmm. Yes.
1: The ending of Game of Thrones? <laughs> no. Can <laughs> we just.
2: Alright, so we're uh, going back. Was on, that like honestly, three weeks ago now? We're going back yo,
1: to that. Honestly, there's a lot of endings to shows that I, I fucking hated. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's only like. There, they need to redo the ending or the final season of
2: How I Met Your Mother. Wishful thinking, bud. I know. Yeah, I know. Everybody Great show, otherwise. Ending. Everybody hates that ending so much.
1: They just they destroyed so much character development for Barney. It just, it just fucking hurt. Like, how are you going to do that? But I digress. Now, shows that you felt that ended too fucking early, and let's talk about why... We need Firefly.
0: The movie.
2: Serenity wasn't enough for you? Oh, no, it wasn't enough
0: for me. <laughs> it's so cool, because he has the go-to... His character has the go-to move where he, like, stuns you and you'll fall backwards. And he puts his sword there, so you fall under his sword. But he had... But Captain Male had an injury during the war that... that 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 uh, nerve isn't there anymore so he doesn't get stunned and that's how he wins and river kills a bunch of the guys <laughs> i don't know i felt like the movie did good the movie was good but
1: how awesome would it have had it been to actually have a series of like of of seasons explaining more of this in
2: in detail well, here's the thing. Come. There's a lot of stuff making comebacks. Perhaps perhaps it's gonna happen.
0: I and mean, we can learn that i am learned like actually have like reveal of Booker because they, I mean, they've since revealed it that like he's like a former assassin and he killed a real Booker and he's assumed his his, his life to get away from his previous life. Like cool stuff. Of course, that actor died a few years ago, so we'd have to get somebody else. Well, I guess you'd have to have a whole new cast play altogether, right? Well,
2: yeah, at this point. Okay, I got a question. Let's say they are going to bring back something like that, right? Do you want them to write... Would you prefer if the character is just written off entirely? Or because the actor is no longer here to do it? Or would you be okay with a recasting so that the character sticks around? What would be a preference there? Not just for this particular character, I'm just saying as a general statement for a television show.
1: If we're talking about a continuation, right, where you get the original cast, Mm -hmm. I... I... Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Because you probably could recast, but out of respect, I feel like you'd have to write that character off. They'd have to be doing something else. Because if, especially if they were like really, really fucking
2: good in their role. So, okay. Just but, for example, had John DiMaggio not agreed to come back as Bender, what do you do with the character? Yes. A female I female I
1: version of Bender or something or some sort of, Like, you do something, but to make it known that this is not Bender. Robot
0: reassignment surgery. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh my god, that actually might have been brilliant.
1: You, You do that, and then if he does come back, then he can actually come back. Like, Bender can actually come back. But I feel like he is Bender. You can't get anybody to recast him. Imagine, and I know, like, god forbid, I'm not talking bad on anything, but imagine, like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't come back to, to, to do Iron Man. You're not going to recast fucking Iron Man. Are you out of your goddamn mind?
0: So you think it's I mean, a
2: case-by-case scenario.
0: In the case of Iron Man, there's other Iron Man-style characters. There's Iron Heart, which is what they are doing, and there's Iron Lad, which they could be doing. Right. right. But you, you're not doing Iron Man. You're
1: uh, you're. I could not I could not uh, and and especially because it's his voice right it's not like he's doing a voice that's his fucking voice
2: okay i don't know i feel like it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't sound right no i think that's a fair assessment right. what you're basically saying is it has to be case by case it has to be what we're who's being recast and for what purpose right because For me, if it meant that I would get to see a beloved character carry on and maybe even see a better interpretation of that character, I might be okay with the recasting as long as they do it right and the the actor puts in all the effort and everything. Um, But I think it would have to depend on who it is. Now, if the actor is
1: deceased, has passed on, that's where I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't have an answer for you for that one. It's just kind of weird to do a recasting because I feel like, like it's not going to be the same. Like, I feel
2: like every time they mention that character's name... It and... probably wasn't going to be the same anyway, to be right. fair. So let's... Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I get it. Okay, so that so maybe maybe not the best question because two's too broad of an answer, but... Well, I was concerned about, th- about the freaking Simpsons and how much they've had to write people off. The show's been on for so long that they've had people flat out die and leave the show. And when Harry Shearer was going to leave, that was going to be like half the voice cast. I'm like, that's the end of Flanders, Burns, Smithers. Like, what are they going to do with all these characters? Principal Skinner? So... I'm glad he was able to work something out, because at that point, that to me should be the wake-up call. All right, we got to start wrapping this, because people don't want to do this anymore.
1: Whatever happened to a Apu?
2: You know what? I haven't watched enough Modern Simpsons to tell you. Supposedly, they've written him off. Or not written him off, he's just not there anymore. But I actually do not know. So... Cannot answer that one for you, yeah. oh, but still okay. my all-time favorite show.
1: Man, I don't know. There's a you got me thinking about like some crazy shit shows that I want brought back, <laughs> but probably can't have back because mm-hmm. of actors. But good, good for John, man. Getting everybody raises. I know. Should be happy about that. He's like, I'm back, baby, and I got you all some money. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Panda, you're the best, bitch, I know it.
2: <laughs> Shut up, baby, I know it. <laughs> oh, you know what? Shit. Simpsons is still my all-time favorite show, but I will, I will stipulate that as, I do think Futurama is an overall better show. It just, yeah, it keeps it together. The keeps time. it together, has really good continuity, good foreshadowing, uh, better character development. Characters actually age. So. Yes,
0: I, I believe his mind is no longer in mint condition. <laughs> and is your Simpsons mind in mint condition, Chris? Oh, boy. Because we are going to play some Simpsons trivia here. Oh, boy. All right. <clears throat> I'm this game. Is from the, the Simpsons Jeopardy game from the early aughts, so you don't have to go too deep. <laughs> I bought this in 2003, I think. So. Well, well,
2: if you ask me a question about an episode from like season 29, there's a chance I'm not going to know it anyway. <laughs> so this is official Simpsons Jeopardy.
0: Official so Simpsons have, Jeopardy, okay. Uh, this game comes with 35 games, which does include double Jeopardy rounds. Okay. But uh, we have five categories if you guys want to play. All right. We have <clears throat> Simpsons Sing Along. Okay. Guest Star Gazing. Who Shot Mr. Burns? Okay. Christmas in Springfield. And
2: Doe Puri. <laughs> I like that. So that would be a general trivia question. Doe okay. Puri. All right. Um, what was the first one? Our first one is Simpsons Sing Along. Sing Along. All right, I'm game. So here's what I want you to do. I don't want this segment to go on forever, and I also don't want you to to give me time to like look up answers or, or cheat or anything like that. So put like a 10 to 15 second cap on the on the question. If I don't get it in that period of time, time's out, and I I don't get it. Okay, is that fair? <clears throat> All right. So do the uh, do the do the sing along. Go from easiest to hardest. Let's see let's see if I can get these.
0: Alright. We're sending our love down the well Was a takeoff of this charitable hit. Uh, that would be We Are the World. Uh, it must be in the form of a question. Oh, we're doing that rule? It's it's Simpsons Jeopardy! Alright, fine.
2: What is We Are the World? That is correct. <laughs> Alright, I'll play along. You want
0: to wanna do the damn Jeopardy rules, I'll do it with you. <clears throat> uh, next one? Heck Scorpio's theme parodied this James Bond title song. Ooh, I want to say
2: it was a takeoff of Goldfinger, so I'll say what is Goldfinger.
0: That is correct.
2: I was actually I actually had to think about that for a second. I'm like, that feels like it's the obvious choice, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure, to be honest with you.
0: Okay. It was Homer's first hit with the B-sharps, his barbershop quartet. Uh, What is Baby on Board? That is correct. Something something Burt Ward. This thing writes itself.
2: The Wandering... (laughs) Yes, I was going to ask Eric if
0: he knows any of these. (laughs) I knew that last one, actually. (laughs) Okay, good. The Wandering Log Song spoofed this folk singer's work. The Wandering Log Song. Okay.
2: I actually don't think I know the answer to this. Because I can't even... I'm trying to think in my head what The Wandering Log Song even was. So... Logs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't know. Uh, the correct answer is who is Woody Guthrie?
2: Okay. Well, I wouldn't have known that either. So... Okay. So there's a trivia question I don't know.
0: <clears throat> and our final one in this category... This countryfied character sang "Bag Me a Homer,"
2: who is Lurleen Lumpkin?
0: That is correct.
2: You got four to five. Voiced by Beverly D'Angelo. <clears throat> okay, cool. Do
0: the uh, do the guest stars now? I should know these. Right. Guest star gazing again. This is only at most the first thirteen seasons. So we're not going to
2: so we're not going to so talk about Nick Offerman on the Friendship Boat. <laughs> okay, got it. Just
0: even pre-Lisa Goes Gaga, this Frasier star played Sideshow Bob. <laughs> Who is Kelsey Grammer? Correct.
2: Possibly the greatest guest star the show's ever had.
0: A recurring character.
2: Okay, even Modern Simpsons episodes, I will still watch a Sideshow Bob and a Treehouse of Horror every single time.
0: Every time. <laughs> He got no respect as the voice of Mr. Byrne's son, Larry. Who is Rodney Dangerfield? Correct. This multiple Oscar and husband winner, husband winning actress, uttered Maggie's first word. Who is Elizabeth Taylor? That's correct. She (laughs) was Ms. Bot, the babysitter. Who is
2: is Penny Marshall? Yes. Eric, do you know any of these? (laughs) No. (laughs) This is where I shine, baby.
0: All right. What else? And what's the hard one? He played a computer. The Ultra House 3000 computer. Who is Pierce Brosnan?
2: Yeah, That is correct. (laughs) Hey, how about 007? Ooh, George Lazenby. (laughs) That's one of my favorite jokes. Ooh, George Lazenby. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Marge. Uh, What were the other ones? Who shot Mr. Burns? Okay. Christmas
0: in Springfield or Dopey. Okay.
2: Uh give me the Dopey because I like I like good general trivia because I don't know what to expect now.
0: All right, we're at Dopey. Uh when he saves Sorry. I have bad lighting for reading on paper. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I am it's perfect for on a comp- looking at a computer and playing games but my room is just not lit for real uh when he gave up church Homer declared that this stooge was their leader oh shit this would have been
2: from Homer the Her- the Her- heretic I'm assuming who did he decide was the, the leader I thought it was I thought he was like Henry Winkler or something I don't know I don't remember. Mo- Who is Mo?
0: Of course it is a stoo- Stooge. What yeah, I third? I would
2: have assumed it would have been a three stooge when you said that, but I should I probably should have just guessed Mo, because that's like the obvious one. Who's gonna worship Mo. Larry? Mo.
0: Mo. Ooh, this is a very uh new uh question. Okay. Because um it's had to have been maybe the season that before this came out because title of Bart's Internet Cartoon about Homer. Ah, what is Angry Dad? Yes. Mr. Burns, long lost teddy bear, had this name.
2: Who is Bobo? Who is Bobo? My precious Bobo. Yeah, these are the trivia questions I like the best, because they're actually about the show.
0: Springfield's bi-monthly science fiction convention is (laughs) known as this. I believe that it is, uh, what is
2: sci-fi, oh god, it's really convoluted, it's like BiCon con sci Sci-Fi-Con or something like that, or like Bi-Mon, Bi-mon Sci-Fi-Con.
0: Yep, it is, what is the bi Yeah, sci-fi-con. it's a tongue
2: twister, that's why I can't place it, because it's a friggin' It really is
0: shortened version of Bi-Monthly Sci-Fi-Con. <laughs> yeah, bi sci Sci-Fi-Con, yeah.
2: Where where uh, the, the cool robots from Battlestar Galactica do tag team wrestling against the gay robots from Star Wars as they advertised it. And it's just C-3PO getting his ass kicked and
0: R2-D2 just rolls away from him. By Cylons? Yeah, by two Cylons. All right. We have the last question from Dolt Dolph. Which, of course, big question is, how is uh doe uh written in scripts? Uh
2: what is D apostrophe O H.
0: I'm pretty sure it always says exasperated gasp or something like that. Oh there are they go. looking the actual the actual question here <laughs> Oh I thought this, that
2: was the question,
0: son of no. a bitch. This biker gang hijacked Marge. Ooh, ooh. Oh, I don't remember. I'm
2: just gonna take a guess. Uh, what are the meat hooks? No, no meat hooks. The leader of the gang. Okay, I don't remember the name of the gang.
0: They are called the Hell's Satan's. Oh, that's right, the Hell's Satan's, which is just awful. <laughs> All
2: right, screw it. Give me who shot Mr. Burns, and then we'll 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 wrap up right. the trivia this week.
0: Who shot Mr. Burns is your last one. Uh, This toddler actually shot Mr. Burns. (laughs) Who is Maggie Simpson? Correct. He thought he shot his boss, but didn't. Who is Waylon Smithers? That is correct. Mr. Burns planned to block out this this celestial body to raise energy costs. What is the sun? She solved the mystery and cleared her father. Who is Lisa Simpson? Lisa, the suit!
2: <laughs> look at Burns', Burns suit! suit. <laughs> hey, Chief, why don't we go take a look at Burns' suit? Did you have the crazy backwards-talking dream with the flaming cards? Uh, I'll drive.
0: This legendary jazz star <laughs> performed slanderous Mambo.
2: Who is, was alive at the time of this question, and no longer is, unfortunately. Who is Tito Puente?
0: Alright, that bad. was
2: almost unfair, because that's one of my favorite episodes, so... All right, so I missed three or four, right, out of twenty. That's not bad. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So what I want to do is, if you guys want me to arrange a trivia quiz for you guys, uh, give me a topic that you think you'd be pretty well versed in, and I'll piece something together for you, or the other two can can work on it. Oh God, I suck at trivia.
1: <laughs> Even if it's something I enjoy, I don't know.
2: <laughs> all the shit to it. Well,
0: hit me with some Doctor Who stuff, then.
2: <clears throat> I have... I do have some, some Disney scenettes. I have... Well, I have Simpsons trivia games up the ass. I have a Family Guy trivia game. Do you think you'd be any good at that? Well, it's only one way to find out. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll piece that together for a future episode. Uh, would you guys say that was thoroughly entertaining? What we just did? I enjoyed it. Good. How about I entertain you further with this week's entertainment challenge? So we're going to do we're going to do Tasty Bands. Tasty Bands is the category this week. Uh, Real quick, because people are going to ask. Here's where everybody currently stands right now. Um, Hold on. Let me see. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven positions in seventh place with only two points we have Ellis and Stephen Arthur. In sixth place with three points apiece, we have the majority of the group. Brian Murphy, Siobhan, Chris McGinnis, David Weigel, Eddie Whitaker, uh, Jason D, Katie, Nolan, Randy Moyer, Sam Rossi, and Tom Dickinson. Shout out to Tom at the Watch Me Cook channel over on YouTube. Subscribe to his channel today. (coughs) Pardon me. Uh, with four points, in the fifth place, <clears throat> we have Brian Murphy, Clarissa, Dylan, and Mark Adams. In the fourth place, all by her lonesome, is Hannah, with six. In the third place, all by his lonesome, is Jeff Trellowitz with eight. In second place, with nine points apiece, is Jay Winger and Matt Hardman. And in first place, with 11 points... Brian James Leon is your current point leader. Now, granted, there's only three games we've done this year. So, y'all got time. We're going to keep doing this because we are getting some good feedback here. This one didn't come out as good as last week. We only got 13 entries instead of 17, but I'll still take it. Anything more than 10, I consider a win. So, the game is simple. Take the name of a band or a musical artist and pun it up or add a word or whatever you got to do
0: with a food or beverage and make it tasty. You guys ready? Specifically trying to be appetized by this. Uh, No, not necessarily.
2: Um, It was just kind of the thing I was going for. If you want to do it that way, you can. I'm not going to tell you guys how to award your points. Uh, Katie has once again played an entry. I am not going to tell you where it is, but you must, you must guess, Eric. Can you figure um, out Katie's entry before I reveal it? Let's see. Maybe. Okay. Once again, I'm not going to tell you who submitted the entry until after you have awarded the points. Our first entry is Sausage Lincoln Park. You mm. like sausage links, and I do like Lincoln Park. That is a <laughs> point for me. <laughs> Number two all-time favorite band for me, so Sausage Links are good. I'll give it a point. Now I'm
0: just thinking about all those songs are just about eating sausages. Or about having eating eaten too many sausages. Because
2: he's one step closer to the last bite.
0: And in the end, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and he's become so numb because he's just eaten so much fucking sausage. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh god damn it okay
0: i've been watching some videos on youtube of shinoda doing like solo shows and oh. like literally just playing his piano while the crowd sings all the Chester's parts oh. dude you're gonna make me cry dude dude, <laughs> dude. dude. all right
2: god why <laughs> just freaking stab a javelin through my heart yeah. why don't you It's fucking awesome. Dude, I still get teary-eyed thinking about Chester. Just why do you have to... Why did you choose violence, Dan? I I have seen those videos, though. I I can't. I can't. I'll be weeping on the floor. I can't. Yes, yes, you will. I can't. Yes, you will be weeping. God. Uh, All right. Sausage Lincoln Park. Is that a point from everybody? Yeah. Three points awarded to Dylan Mushaw. Hmm. Your next entry... The Thompson Twinkies, uh, Thompson Twin, Thompson Twinkies. Yep, Twin Keys. Twinkies come in packs of two, don't they?
0: I mean, I don't. We usually get so because of the business, we get so many deliveries, like every day deliveries and pickups. My mother has uh, buys a bunch of hostess and stuff, and and like drinks and stuff, and it leaves it out there for the delivery guys because they're just they're here every day. Oh, that's cool. So we're always buying little debbies and stuff, and and hosts. Dude, stuff. I'd be delivering to your house every day. <laughs> I
2: will say this though: I did get little treats and stuff around the holiday time at at the warehouse when I was doing the deliveries from some of the vet offices would actually give me, like, little candy bars and things like that. I, I always really appreciated that. And it was always specifically for the delivery drivers, so they'd give me one, and then they'd give me two more for the other two drivers. So, of course, I'd show up and give it to them and make a big deal about how I'm special and you, the rest of y'all aren't. Because, <laughs> you know, gotta be a dick about it. All right, Thompson Twinkies is clever. I give that a point. It is That's clever. It's pretty, good. That's pretty good. All right. Yeah. So Jeff Trelawitz will be very happy to get his three points this week. <laughs> so there you go. All right,
0: <laughs> this next one's good.
2: <laughs> Watermelon.
0: <laughs> Watermelon.
2: <laughs> so instead of raining blood, it's just raining melon.
0: Yeah, I mean it's similar. Color. It's a
2: Gallagher. It's a Gallagher show. <laughs>
0: Yes. I like that. Playing the part of Order of tonight is Gallagher. This might be my first earmark.
2: I really I like, do like that. It. Okay, yeah. Three points. Two earmarks? Oh, I'm not earmarking it, but I'm giving okay. you a point. I'll earmark it. All right. Gortermelon. <clears throat> now, keep in mind, guys, I really don't read these until I cut and paste them into the thread. Because i do that on purpose like i i kind of see that your, people are posting stuff but i try not to read them because i want to try to react to them live and uh i definitely but sometimes you just don't see something and i miss this entirely <laughs> so <laughs> kudos to chris wright who received three points and an earmark <clears throat> next one is peanut butter and green jelly
0: Oh, that's the Maximum Carnage music. yes I did Maximum Carnage.
2: Also very clever. Would you eat green jelly with your peanut butter? I will not eat that here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, I am. Uh, clever. It gets a point from me. Yeah, it's clever. We got it. Yeah, point. All right. Three points awarded to Matt Hardman of the Race Nerd Podcast. Oh, God. This one's really good, too. (laughs) They might be giant Hershey bars.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Remember? Remember Heidenreich? No. And they had the show at Hershey. And he had a giant Hershey bar. And he got the giant Hershey bar and he had like the shit, the shit mouth because he was just always eating the Hershey bar. I always
2: wanted the giant Rice Krispie treat. My wife just won't let me get it. She's like, you're never going to finish it. And if you do, you're going to be dead.
0: I'm like, but I want it. It's a giant Rice Krispie treat. you like the, the big sandwich. (laughs) This is all your fault.
2: I can't stay mad at you. More Simpsons references. Uh, they Might Be Giant Hershey Bars is very good. That gets a point from me. Yeah, that's yep. good. All right. What with the Turks. <laughs> that is Chris McGinnis. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a big... Uh,
0: <laughs> they Might Be fan. Get, so. Oh, I was going
2: to say, you're going to remind me that he lives, like, in York, and that's nearby. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep, in proximity to Hershey. It's
0: nearby. Yeah, hi, Chris. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a big Might Be Jets
2: fan, so... Yeah, he's, a. Uh, and he apparently lives close to me, and I've never met this guy. So I'm sure he's a very nice man. I'm sure he's an outstanding citizen who uses his left and right turn indicators. <clears throat> Our next Where entry. Else? God damn it, Eric. <laughs> I, know, I know you lived in Florida for a really long time, bud, but it's, it's time that you started using them. Our next entry. R-E-M-N-M's. Uh, I, see what I you do, do like that.
1: Okay,
2: and I love M and M's. I also like REM. Not my favorite band, but I enjoy a lot of their music. I enjoy pretty much everything I've heard. Man in the Moon, favorite REM song, by the way.
0: The Andy Kaufman song. Yeah, that's that's a point from me. So much so that the Andy Kaufman biopic. Used the, the title. Yep. <laughs> so, um... Yes, it did. Yeah, that gets a point. All yep. right. Three points awarded to
2: host of Motivational Moves Podcast, travel agent extraordinaire, sponsor of the show, whose sultry voice you hear at the beginning and end of every Nerd Table episode. Mr. Adrian Cotton, thank you, my friend. Three points to you. That takes us to our next entry Panic at the Crisco that's pretty good yeah that's pretty good
0: i don't have enough of this pie (laughs) that's good
2: had to have pie high hopes for a limit (laughs) i'm gonna give that a point yep eric oh yeah point okay that's... earmark that one for me oh there you go that is brian leon three points and an earmark next step groom's pie is a whore <laughs> <laughs> now forget katie's out there we haven't gotten to her yet she's just, out there are you saying katie's a whore no the, the groom's pie <laughs> is a whore because you didn't get the crisco now, eric apparently you're saying it why do you keep antagonizing her She's supposed to be our little sister. She's so a lovely fun. person. She's a lovely human being. Oh, you know what? And she's probably really excited hearing the fact that I might come back to Horror Nights. Maybe she can join our little group because we might get a group of a few people together and do an RIP tour, which I've never done before, which would be really cool. Katie, you can come with us. You're invited especially if there's clowns because we know how much she loves those. all right next entry smashing pumpkins pie I'm just
0: thinking of lyrics to change
2: <laughs> I wouldn't want to smash the pie. I like pumpkin pie but you
0: smash the pumpkin to make the pie because
3: well, you don't you I
0: don't do. you don't smash it on like the front porch. You smash it in a clean and centralized location, so, so probably in adjacent to the kitchen.
2: This, this actually ties in. Um, by, by the way, RIP Taylor Hawkins, drummer for the Foo Fighters, passed away unexpectedly yeah, this past week. Um, but this what? ties in. Yeah, drummer for the Foo Fighters passed away. Bullshit. No. Why would I make that up? Oh, man. I have, really have not been paying attention. What happened? Uh, I actually haven't read any articles to see what Neither happened. I. I just know it's unexpected. And it sounds like they're keeping it pretty private right now. So,
0: Also, he was 50. Yeah. Which means he's like 20 years older than I mentally pictured him.
2: Yeah. Um, it was an interview with the Foo Fighters. Because I remember it was specifically Dave Grohl who gave this answer. But they asked him. They said, you know, Foo Fighters is a... Is a pretty weird name for a band. They were kind of discussing that and everything. They said, what are other bands that you guys like? You think that the name of the band is pretty bad, but you, you absolutely respect everything that they do. And without even blinking, Dave Grohl's like, oh, Smashing Pumpkins. He's like, I love Billy Corgan. I love those guys, but that's not a good name for a band. <laughs> and he goes, that's coming from the lead singer of the Foo Fighters. <laughs> so mad respect to Dave Grohl. So Smashing Pumpkins Pie is the entry.
0: pretty good okay what do you (laughs) mean
2: i'll give it a point but i got bad news when you told me this so like wow that's mean i'm sorry eric uh randy moyer don't hate me but i'm afraid i can't really award this a point my whole thing is that smashing pumpkins is a little too on the nose easy to work with and based on other stuff we've gotten out of this uh I kind of feel like there could have been a better way to go with that. But eh, no disrespect. you just should have just murder me put an next time we play
1: in. Among Us. Just just put in red hot chili peppers and don't even change the fucking title.
2: I would have laughed my ass off. <laughs> I also would have been really mad at you because I specifically put that in the rules not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> my entry my my example entry was thirty seconds to Mars Bar. Okay. Because I, I remember that so you wouldn't give points based on this uh, other because it's right there. I didn't say my entry was good, I gave it as a sample. I used to intentionally give bad sample entries because I wanted people to do better. When we would do this on the wrestling podcast, I
0: intentionally. I'm came going up with bad to do stuff. the easy bad entry so no one else can.
2: Because sometimes I'd be afraid somebody would submit that. I'm like, if they submit this, it's gonna suck. So I'm like, here's my example. But Don't do this. Be better than this. (laughs) All right. We have five entries left. Where is Katie? Can you find her? Last. Last. would last. Is she? Do you think I would do that two weeks in a row? Do you think you would do that? No. Do I think she would do that? Sure. Why not? (laughs) Maybe. Okay. Next entry. (laughs) Oh, this is a good one, too. Rage Against the Vending Machine.
1: (laughs) Oh, earmarked that one.
2: <laughs> that's an actual thing that's happened to me. Rage against... You ever hit
0: the surge button and a Dr. Pepper came out? Well, to me, that would be a reward. <laughs> Maybe not to you. To me, that was my favorite soda, and I got my least favorite soda. <laughs> and I went to the lady, and she says, Sorry, we don't do anything about the vending machines. And I go, Well, great. Now I have my least favorite soda. and I my least favorite soda? I mean, I hate it.
2: Well, you could just give it to me because that's my fave. So I'll take all well, your Dr. Pepper.
0: I didn't know you in 2001 when we were in high school.
2: I'm so sorry.
0: Even though we were in neighborhoods. You should have
2: had the foresight to know that in less than 10 years, we were going to be Xbox Live buddies, and you should have shipped me a Dr. Pepper, and you were going to suddenly know all these people from Vernon, New Jersey, a town you'd never heard of. But suddenly, you were associated with like six of us at the same time, and you're still associated with people like that. God damn it! We just try to make your life better, Dan, and give me giving me Dr Pepper makes my life better. So I got our CEO for Secret Santa this year, and one of the things that he put on his sheet was that he liked Dr Pepper. So I got him a six pack of Dr Pepper as part of his like collection of a gift. So you should have should have got a Mister Pib and
1: told him Dr Pepper comes with a raise.
2: Son of a bitch. And
0: he's a cool enough guy, he would have appreciated that. Son of a bitch. Oh, you, should, you, know what, you, would, you probably should have gotten to several different stores and gotten their version of Dr. Pepper. And then topped it off with like Alright, like, holy really shit. Dope.
2: This is a lot of effort for a secret Santa gift, alright? Doctor
0: <laughs> Doctor W from Wegmans.
2: I don't have a Wegmans around here. Do I? I don't know. Lancaster County has you a lot might. of shit.
0: Pennsylvania's got a lot of shit I have not explored yet. I know there are Wegmans there in that state. I don't know about their specifically. Oh, we have I'll... Giant.
2: We have Weiss. Those are like the main supermarkets I'm aware of. So. All right. Well, Rage Against the Vending Machine gets a point, and Eric is choosing to earmark that. Mm, Okay. Okay. Uh, how about you, Daniel? Yeah, that's a point. Okay. This next entry... Do I read just the entry, or do I read the comment that came with it?
0: I mean, read the entry.
2: No, it, it might... It, are you sure? Because I might have to read the whole thing, actually. Okay,
1: read, read the whole thing. Man.
2: What if I do one that's bad beverage-related, like Metallic carrots?
1: Well, I know it's not Katie.
2: No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let Dan see if he can figure out whose entry this is. Who would post something this stupid, Dan? There's a couple.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I would think it would be either Joe or Ellis. There you go. Which one, though? Uh, I I mean, the fact that he said beverage and then went with a vegetable? It might be Joe.
2: It is 100% Joe. That is... Joey Images entry 100%. I will not be awarding this a point. Because, no.
0: That leaves Eric. I mean... (laughs) It's funny.
2: (laughs) point. Arbitrary
1: rules are arbitrary.
2: I do not encourage this behavior, by the way, but... All right, you want to give Metallic it's a fucking point. That's fine, dude. I'm... You know,
0: a beverage entry.
2: Well, somebody's <laughs> got to be in last place. <laughs> and, and, and nobody has just one point. So, there you go. <laughs> fucking hell. I read that and I'm like, god damn it. And then I saw who posted it and I went, god damn it, a second time. And this is... <sighs> Joey Image, ladies and
0: gentlemen.
2: I've known Joey Image since 2005. How many years is that now?
0: 17. (laughs) Yeah, okay, there you go. That's how long
2: I've known this guy. This is Joey Image. Like, this isn't anything breaking or revolutionary to me. This is Joe. He, he's the guy who asked me what my father's maiden name was in full sincerity. So, yeah. Alright, three entries to go. This one is dirty little tacos.
0: I love me some tacos. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to find out what dirty little what <laughs> like the song it just it just had to be music related right? period. It had to be a band. Man. It had to be a band or a musical artist.
2: Well, isn't there a band called Dirty Little Secret? Or is that, am I thinking of the All-American Rejects song?
1: Yeah, you're thinking
2: of the song. I love that song, too. Hold on, hold on. Dirty Little Secret is, in fact, a band. Okay.
0: I've never... I mean, you could make up a word in a, probably some band somewhere. But here's
2: my thing. What if this person's a fan of this band and submitted it because that's what they like? I can't penalize them for that. They are, in fact, a band. Maybe that's not or, or maybe I'm wrong and that's not who they're referring to at all. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys want to do about this? I'll let you choose. Uh,
1: that's going to be a no for me, dog. All right. What was the entry? Dirty Little Tacos.
0: <laughs> you um, don't remember it. Because I immediately went, that's a song, not a band. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've been to figure out that, even though the first thing I said was I like some tacos. Well, my
2: gut reaction was to think of the song, too, but that's all American Rejects.
0: Now, in what way are the tacos dirty? I have to. I have to know. And if they're little, like, are we talking about tiny the tacos holding, holding a taco?
2: Teeny tiny <laughs> tacos?
0: Itty bitty tacos?
2: Yeah, so, like, I, I love sliders, but I don't know if I would just want to get, like, a thing of mini tacos. Like, that's
0: not enough. I want regular ties. Sure, tacos. you're like, how many mini tacos do you want? How many do you got? <laughs> you got a hundred of them?
2: My favorite was our, can't say our friend, but you guys know my old coworker, Brandon Allurize. Yeah. Play Among Us with us. Uh, He would come into the warehouse one day and he bought one of those crave cases from Taco Bell or one of the big ones that comes with like 24 tacos. He's just sitting there, just eating them one after another. And he's like, if you guys want one, you can take it. I'm like, I appreciate that offer, but. Part of me wants to see if you're actually going to put away 24 tacos and then get back to work out in the warehouse and somehow not throw up. This kid is so goddamn skinny and he eats like his own body weight every meal and doesn't gain a pound. And he's just like, it's my metabolism. And I'm like, I can't wait till you hit your 30s because you're going to
0: balloon so fast. Your metabolism is going to be so screwed. I could probably put down ten tacos, but he is then a... I wouldn't be able to work afterwards. <laughs> he is a tall, lanky bastard, that Alurice. Also, I
2: gotta be careful when we play Among Us, because he lives in closest proximity to me. <laughs> As in less than ten minutes, I actually know where he lives. He's very close to me. See, when we play that game, I can piss all of you off, because you're all multiple states away. You don't
0: think I'm gonna do that freaking. Whatever the astronaut lady who put on a diaper and drove all the way to Florida <laughs> to kill somebody?
2: No. Well, that's dedication. But you also don't know where I live. You don't I'm actually... You actually don't camera. know where I live. Eric doesn't know where I live, or he would have shown up already at 9 in the morning. Actually, I'll get you... get your address during Christmas time. <laughs> actually, I was going to say, you guys might actually have my address. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, you sent us a Christmas card. I did. So I... We did Christmas cards one year, and you were on the list. I got to update that, by the way, because I got people I want to add, and I got people I want to subtract. Like, for example, Dan, because he pissed me off last week. Remember I said you were off the Christmas card list? (laughs) Yes. right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dirty Little Tacos is apparently getting no points. Although I am interested in how they're dirty. Like, if it's dirt and shit, then no, but like... Well... If she didn't already hate us,
2: Eric, she's going to hate us now.
1: It's fucking Katie, isn't it? It
2: was Katie's entry. Oh, my gosh. I award you no points. That's why I wanted to wait to see what you were doing. Everyone in this podcast is dumber for hearing it. <laughs> Her redheaded fury is
1: going oh, to be unleashed. She's going to be a red hot chili pepper.
2: All right, two left. The next one is GinSync. And yes, it was spelled with the star.
0: Okay. Attention to detail,
2: point. Yeah, I give that a point.
0: Okay, yeah,
2: same. It's gonna be my... Three points to Jay Winger, a loyal patron, and also part of the clan. The board... The Bored Clan. Bored to death. That's really, they're bored to death, man. The guys are so bored to death. Final entry is Red Velvet Underground. That's ah, a good one. Even though it's right there. Yeah, a little on the nose, but... But if you're going to go that direction, um, I think I think that's okay. I actually think Red Velvet Revolver would have been better. And there's a reason I think that would have been better. Because of who actually submitted the entry. I'll explain in a minute. What are we doing for points? Good point. Kidok. Okay, Eric? Uh yeah. Alright. I will stipulate and give this a point, although Brian Murphy does actually have his own gun business. And I think Revolver would have been better for that. But you know what? He might just be a big fan of Velvet Underground, so. All right. I still can't believe Metallic Harris got a fucking point. God damn it, Eric. Anyway. <laughs> Jeff's going to be so mad at you because you didn't give him a point last week, but you decided Metallic Harris deserved a point. You know, I almost didn't give his a point to this this go around. Do Thompson Twinkies? Yeah, but oh, it, was, sh- it was fucking good. It was, it was good. All right, do we all have a a winner in mind? What were y'all's earmarks? So, the earmarks that we have, there were three of them. I believe one was from me and two was from Eric. Uh, Guartermelon, Panic at the Crisco, and Rage Against the Vending Machine.
0: Okay. You know what? I think the most uh, inventive, most... uh... Uh, creative is guardamelon so that's what I'm going to give my bonus point to. I'm going to
2: co-sign with that and give my bonus point to Chris Wright as well. Oh, but but Panic at the Crisco. Is that your – so is Brian getting it or is Nolan getting it?
1: Oh, man.
2: You know the funny thing is you they know could what? Have
0: also went Panic at the Cisco and it still would have worked. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this to
1: Drumroll because you're not you're not going to expect it.
0: Sausage Lincoln
1: Park. Damn, okay. Alright, Dylan Muschel gets <laughs> it's, the bonus point. It's, it started off strong for me. I was just like, ooh, I don't know if anybody was going to beat that for... You got... I love sausages. And I love Lincoln
0: Park. You win.
1: Have you guys seen the Link job. in a Park... In Link
0: in a Park with Lincoln
2: Park at Lincoln Park? Yes, I have seen that. <laughs> uh... Alright, let's... Uh, let's answer... Some questions from last week we didn't have a chance to <clears throat> from Matt Hardman, what t v show character would you love to see get their own spin off series? Well, we were just talking pretty extensively about about spin off series uh I mentioned a couple that worked and what didn't, like Angel, for example, I thought was good, whereas Cleveland show we all agreed was a mistake.
0: about the king of spinoffs the uh happy days, yeah, happy days. They had, like, three spinoffs? Yeah, Jimmy Loves Chachi. Uh, Laverne and Shirley.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and
0: Mork and Mindy, right? Mork and Mindy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sometimes. So here's my thing when it comes to characters getting a spinoff series. A lot of the times, I like the character... As the side character, and when you make that mistake of giving them their own spin off series, it almost you never mean like Joey? Like Joey. But the one I'm worried about is Shorzy.
0: Because they're
2: giving him his own series.
0: They're showing him his face. The the they're whole making them. Yeah, the whole joke is
2: that it's it's uh, the main actor, Jared Kiso. Yeah, it's the same guy that plays Wayne. That plays Wayne, and you don't see his face, and he just does a different voice, and he's super vulgar,
0: and... Not gonna see his face. See, this was an issue I had with uh, Happy Days, is there'd be always characters that they would just talk about or mention. And yeah. then we eventually saw them all. And yeah. it wasn't as good as them just being somebody in town that did something weird, and we have a little joke about it. He, I'll, I'll give you a throwback. Um... You remember Doug
2: on Nickelodeon? Oh, yeah. We finally see, yeah. The, the big joke was there was always a character named Skunky Beaumont, and Skeeter always had a story about him. He was kind of like the, like the urban legend kid, right? Like, whatever was happening, it had happened to Skunky Beaumont before, or he had seen something, or he knew something. And the closest we ever came was one time Doug walked by the principal's office, and he said hi to him. And you he heard some guy go, hey, Doug. He's like, oh, hey, Skunky. Well, Disney picked up the show, and what was one of the first things they did? They created a surfer-stoner-type character, and it was Skunky. And making him a character, I thought, ruined what was an actual joke there. Do you remember
0: Do you, do you remember the Red Green show? I do not. i seen that. Okay, so it was a Canadian show that came on, like, PBS down in the States. They were great at having characters like that, and they never showed them, and it was fantastic. Yeah, see, I like stuff like that. So... No character
2: on The Simpsons would have been good enough to get their own spinoff because Simpsons works as an ensemble cast. Um, Family Guy, we've already seen what happened there. Um, South Park, no. They're kind of doing that now by putting a lot of focus on Randy Marsh and putting him Integrity Farms and making him the marijuana farmer. But it's not really a spin-off. They're just kind of doing their own well, thing with it. That's him.
0: the thing. Like he'll get a couple episodes a season, and yeah, that's fine, and, he, and it's
2: a it's a big focal point on him, and it works. But the other characters are still there, and eventually we circle back to them. Um, yeah, like there aren't that many good side characters I could see. Like think about some of some of the best side characters from other shows. Would Dwight have been a great character if he had his own show? I don't think so. I think he worked best in The Office, working off those characters. Barney Stinson having his own show probably would have ruined the character. Last season already
0: did that, but you know, <laughs> Eric I was already talked say, about Could have
1: made it fucking
0: worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about doing a prequel like Young Sheldon?
2: I mean. The thing is, I just don't care enough about that character's childhood history to want to see that. Also, I know too much about his childhood. I don't want to get to the point where his father passes away. And I know it's going to happen because it happens when he's 14. If the show continues that long, we're going to get there. So it's interesting. And it's not I'm not, like, upset that they're doing it. But at the same time, it's not something that I necessarily cared about. Like... Ron Swanson, I love that character, but I think that would have ruined his dynamic if he was doing his own thing. Oh, I don't know. If they would have done
1: something with Ron Swanson and his, like, boat-making career, like, have him be, like, Tim the (laughs) Toolman, I I would have fucking loved that show.
2: (laughs) That's a good comparative reference, too. Tim the Toolman Taylor. Imagine if they tried to give Wilson his own show.
0: Nah, it's weird. It wouldn't have worked. Well, what would so... they do? He's just a weird neighbor, right? Like...
2: <laughs> so, I don't think... It's hard for me to come up with a character who I think would deserve their own spin off series unless they have a character that's so interesting on their own and you just don't see that other side of them that, eventually, that you're at that point where you want to see it. And I can't think of that many characters that
0: that's happened with. So, well, the thing is, is like for a show to be successful enough to have a character like that, you'll have already learned almost everything about that character. Right. So,
2: yeah. It's like I'm even thinking, like,
0: (laughs) what about some Game of Thrones characters? But it's like, no, I know enough about them. I don't,
2: you know. We don't need to see the show. No, what what we're getting is better—a prequel that's so like hundreds
0: of years ahead of before the show. Right. Same with
2: Lord of the Rings. It takes place so long ago, we're not going to see any of those characters. So it's going to make sense. Well, Lord of the Rings is different because you have the elves and they're immortal. So we might see Elrond, but yeah, but I I get the point there. Yeah, so actually I think that one of the best spinoffs that they've done is to take a lore of Star Wars like the Mandalorian and make that its own thing. And focus more on that angle, as opposed to it all being yeah, it's, about the it's Jedi. Gotta,
0: yeah, it's got to be about. It has to be like a universe spinoff, not a character. Not, not a character like,
2: spinoff. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question from Matt Hardman, and I think it's worth discussing. But I don't. I I can't think of any. So <clears throat> uh, Matt's other question was, "What are your favorite movie soundtracks?" <clears throat> and that there
0: are plentiful. Especially nowadays, day. that we've got people that are like us making movies, yeah. so and they're like harkening back to the music from their childhood. Well, and, I think there's there's two kinds of so.
2: soundtracks, right? You've got your soundtracks that are based on an actual musical stuff from Disney, etc., where you're going to get a lot of original songs and then score composition. You have soundtracks that are just score compositions, but the score is so good that you want to listen to part of it. Star Wars, Harry Potter. Back to the Future, and then you have stuff like Top Gun that's just the ultimate 80s collection, right? So, you know, one of the first CDs I ever owned was the Space Jam soundtrack.
0: Batman Forever soundtrack. Batman Forever soundtrack.
2: <laughs> I think everybody clamored over Guardians of the Galaxy. Of I, all have, the that, classic I have that on
0: that. vinyl. It's two discs. One <laughs> disc is the awesome mix, and the other disc is the uh, actual like soundtrack music. I think a lot of it depends
2: on uh, a lot of it depends on what kind of music's coming out of the movie. If it's if it's a, if it's a complete epic score like Pirates of the Caribbean or Lord of the Rings, then yeah, I, I will probably listen to the movie soundtrack. I'll probably put it on shuffle. Instrumental music is a good focus point when I'm trying to write. And when I'm focusing on my writing, uh, that's that's something I really like to put on and.
0: Well, the the issue with that is like the the, the, the songs for like battle and stuff. Like as much as I love Doctor Who, I don't think I'm going to be able to concentrate and listen and and work on something while the freaking do 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 <laughs> you know?
2: Well, I I think a lot of it depends on what you're actually listening to for for like, Potter.
0: I- I like the the Hobbit, like the, you know, the Hobbit whistle music, that's work music, but fucking battle music, that part, that right. work music, you well, know what I mean?
2: um, <clears throat> I used to go to the Spotify playlist, it was all eight Harry Potter soundtracks in one playlist, and just put that playlist on shuffle and just let it go, and the only times I would have to skip anything is if something came on that had any lyrics to it, like, can you dance like a hippogriff, or fly like a hippogriff, or, um... The, the actual no. Something Wicked This Way Comes or the Hogwarts anthem. I'd skip that because lyrical stuff gets distracting because I'm focusing yeah. on writing. I need instrumental music. Star Wars soundtrack was really good for stuff like that. Uh, Lord of the Rings was really good too because the only real lyrical stuff you would get would be on occasion, you know, Billy Boyd might pop in and sing or there'd be an Anya song or something. So, and again, when when that comes on, I'm just like, oh, okay, I just skip it. Go to the next one. So, what, what sticks out in your head, though, as being, like, an ultimate movie soundtrack? Because, to me, the epic scores come with a lot of these big epic, epic films, where you yeah. remember individual score pieces, like, perfect example being Star Wars, which is one of my favorite film franchises. If I put on, like, the Empire Strikes Back soundtrack, each individual score piece takes me back to a scene. I can associate it with that scene. Whereas, like, okay, I love the Lord of the Rings movies, but I'm not going to necessarily listen to each individual soundtrack piece and immediately associate with that
0: individual scene.
2: Because it's not going to come back to me. they mostly
0: did them based on places, right? Right. Setting-wise, the music. Right.
2: But Star Wars, you know, Empire Strikes Back, I know, okay, this is Battle of Hoth. This is the asteroid field. This is the Imperial March. This is the arrival of the Cloud City. Like, I can identify all that stuff because they're all so specifically themed to where they need to be, you can identify
0: it. Lord of the Rings we had played a lot. We we had the um Aladdin soundtrack we played it a lot. There you go. But then you get you get to those ones, those movies where it's mostly musical like the Disney movies and you're pretty much just listening to the entire fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's just that it's 50 minutes instead of 90. Because <laughs> the only stuff that's not in there is, you
2: know, Timon singing or Scar singing. <laughs> but, but the actual pieces are there. All right, does this bother you at all? Because this actually does bother me. When the soundtrack version is different from what's actually in the movie? I would say
1: yes, but it really
2: depends.
1: Because <clears throat> I, I'm not going to lie, the Frozen 2 soundtrack versus uh, versus the actual
2: movie is fucking gold dude I don't think I would actually know the difference without listening to it back to back but oh they actually got
1: bands like they actually got Weezer and and uh uh Panic to do their their songs no okay
2: so what I'm what I'm actually asking is uh just as an example if you listen to the soundtrack to the South Park movie which I own because of course I do. When you listen to that piece of music they have in there, and then you listen to what's actually in the movie, a lot of stuff is different. It's like they did a cast recording separately, and they stuff wasn't finalized yet, or something like that. And there's I, the I,
0: whole part because, like, there's the songs where it's like literally like, like the fuck is the worst word that you can say, like. Yeah, there's there's talking in that, and it's different in the movie. In the, in the yeah, it's completely different. And I always wondered why that is. But I'm guessing they they recorded it and they're like good, and then it came from the movie. You're like yeah, it doesn't quite fit right. Let's punch it up a little bit for the actual movie.
2: Yeah, like a good example of this is Nightmare Before Christmas because if you listen to the soundtrack, it's clearly pumped up but not in such a differential way that you're going to notice a difference. It's like the instrumentals are heavier, like they're better recorded. So, but they don't change anything. There isn't a noticeable lyrical change or a noticeable different voice performance. Like in the opening line of South Park, like when Stan goes to see his mother, they have an entire line of dialogue in the soundtrack that isn't in the movie. There is dialogue in the movie, but it's completely different. And I almost wonder, like, what, why, why don't, why was that a thing? But I don't know, because I don't work on movie soundtracks, so. But, okay, but that, I mean, it's still a good question.
0: Overall movie soundtracks, though, I mean, because he got. Anything retro where they play the songs that were popular at the time, like uh, Forrest Gump, fucking fantastic. Yeah. As a matter of fact, like Forrest Gump was one of those movies where the soundtrack made these four, 30, 40-year-old songs become number 1 hits again. Also, it's also like uh Wayne's World made Bohemian Rhapsody a number 1 song again. I know. 20 30, 20 years Friggin later awesome. or whatever.
2: Friggin' awesome. Yeah, there's good options. Ultimately, I go with something that I'd want to listen to the whole thing. If I'm if I'm skipping too many score parts of it, it's not going to be a favorite, but and like what you were saying with the Disney stuff, you get you have like your five like your five standard songs and maybe a reprise or two and then you're right it is just all score and that's just that's just not as
0: good. So Or then you have uh, the Titanic soundtrack, which I was <laughs> at a party one time and a girl's like you might have to put this on. And I was like, "Not if it's like five versions of the one song." It's like it's not she puts it on. She was technically correct. It was like ten versions of the <laughs> one song, what did she
2: do? <laughs> and like five other songs. I would have kicked her out. Was it kicked her out? house?
3: All
0: right, you're done. No, it was a. Uh, it was like a whole youth group thing. So, uh,
2: the last question we had gotten <clears throat> was from Randy Moyer. He wanted us to do an 80s-themed episode. So what we're going to do is next week is episode 82. That's the year Dan was born. We're going to do a segment and reflect back on 1982. We'll talk about some of the movies that came out that year, uh, some of the things that were pop-culture-y. Uh, just a little reflection. We're going to do that for 84 and for 85 for myself and Eric, and that's going to be your 80s-themed episodes coming up here. So we are, we are going to do it. But it's not going to be like... A thing that we're not going to do. All right. Like, uh, last thing I just wanted to ask before we wrap up this here episode is what did you think of the Peacemaker series, Dan? Because I know that you watched it. Oh, yeah.
0: I watched it yesterday. That was
2: pretty fun. Would you recommend yeah. it to someone like me who doesn't really know that much about the character and everything Oh, else the character
0: and... doesn't mean anything. Okay. Okay. So it's just a good show. It's just a pretty good show. Okay. You don't even really know anything DC or anything like that.
2: All right, I'm down. Uh, I've I've heard a couple recommendations to check it out, so I I might put that on the list. I have this really crazy idea, though, guys. I want you to stick with me on this. What if I just freaking watched The Simpsons again and didn't make it into a podcast or a blog or every other creative thing I ever wanted to do? What if I just watched it to enjoy it? Is it even possible for me to do that anymore? I don't know. Can I do that? Everything I do now is just like... Like it involves... Like I feel like I have to do something creative with it. But what if I just watched a show to enjoy it? I don't know if I know how to do that anymore. What is this word that you said? Enjoy. I know. I feel like I have to critique
0: everything. Is this, is this the hell of the creator? Well, I remember how we felt about wrestling. This is a more broad show, broad show, so it means everything falls under it, not just watching a wrestling shows. That's the whole reason we stopped doing the wrestling show, because we just weren't watching it that much anymore. Uh, all right. Okay, oh, New Japan Cup ends tonight. Speaking of which. <clears throat> oh, and speaking and of wrestling, uh, happy retirement to Triple H. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he had a, a major heart thing happen last year. He's got a different installed def- now. Yeah, full on defib, not just a not just a uh, pace pacemaker, full on defib situation. So he can never wrestle again.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the interview was really good. He got really emotional during it. But a uh, hell of a career. I mean, he'll be he'll be Hall of Fame bound one day. And,
0: and he, yeah, as soon as next year, probably.
2: Yeah, as a solo, not just like a group act like with DX and everything, but. Man, well, yeah, he's already a, for that, right? <laughs> yeah, but what a what a freaking career! So, you know, it's and uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. WrestleMania's next weekend, and I'm probably not gonna watch it live for the first time in a long time. And I'm gonna watch the highlights, and I'm gonna skip around, and I'll watch Steve Austin's return. But there's a lot of stuff I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on because fuck Johnny Knoxville, fuck Logan Paul, fuck Bad Bunny. Like, I don't care about these people. I'll watch Steve Austin come back. I'll watch Sasha Banks do literally anything. Uh, I just can't.
0: So many two days, and they still put the Intercontinental Title match and the Andre Battle Royal on SmackDown. Yeah, that's just kind of freaking insulting. But I got I got better plans next weekend. I'm going to Jersey.
2: Oh, are and you? Ye- and yes, those are good plans. Don't know anybody even try to rag me in the
0: comments about that. Depends <laughs> upon what you're doing over there.
2: I'm not saying nothing. You're damn right. You're not, nobody's saying nothing. None of y'all saying nothing. I'm going to have a fantastic time in New Jersey. And I don't care. With and I don't give a crap what anybody thinks because that's my state. That's my home. That's my pride. And somebody's going to go, why don't you live there anymore? Because it's fucking expensive. <laughs> and I can't afford it. And I don't want to pay that much in taxes. Yes, I'll be in, I'll be in the Dirty jurs. So, uh, programming announcement for next week. Uh, because of my plans, mania happening, and other scheduling things, I also know that my parents will be passing through, I'm going to see them. I don't know what our scheduling is going to be for next week at this time, folks. I do not know when we are going to record. It probably will not be until Sunday at the earliest, honestly. And even then, I'm not really sure and when... And it
0: might be Sunday evening.
2: <laughs> might so. literally be
0: while Mania is happening and I'm not watching it. So hey, that... remember what time we, we like recorded <laughs> our Mania preview while it was starting?
2: Yes, we did. The pre-show was actively airing and we were still previewing WrestleMania that year because that's just how our schedule worked out. <laughs> that show was just more hassle than it was in the long run, but uh, we liked it. Um, and I want to give a quick shout out here to uh, a good friend of mine who has a uh, going through I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention the, the personal issues or whatever, but I know he's dealing with some issues with a podcast that he was involved with. Um, and there's a possibility we might be looking into helping him out here a little bit. And I just want him to know he knows who I'm talking about. I just want him to know you are always welcome to come back on the nerd table. You can join us. You can um, create your own show on the network. Like, whatever you need, my friend, we are here for you. If there's anything out there I can say about CKCC Radio, I'm here to help my friends. And if you need help, y'all know how to reach me. Some of y'all even got my number. Uh, Don't call. I will watch the phone ring. There's like four people I might actually pick up the phone for. The rest of you, I'm gonna watch it ring, and as soon as it as it's done, I'm gonna text you and be like, "Hey, what's up? Are you my mama? Or are you
0: There's, my wife?"
1: <laughs> it, it's it's literally I can name three of the people <laughs> out of the four, and I'm not sure
2: about one of them. I will pick up for you, buddy, because okay. I have picked up for you. If I if I see your name on the caller ID, I actually will answer that. So I'm like, "Oh, it's Eric," because you're a very hard person to reach during the week. So if you're calling me, I'm not missing that. <laughs> Like, all right, what the fuck's happening now?
0: Well, I still have... Me, just be like, fuck it. You probably already have 10 messages in the Facebook chat waiting for me anyway. Well, I
2: have a couple of friends who... Sometimes I'm a little jealous about this, but they do live off the social media grid. They have no Facebook, no Twitter. They don't even have an Instagram. They have nothing. They literally... And sometimes I'm a little jealous of that. I can't give up my social medias because I use it too much for this stuff. So I can't give it up. It's an addiction. I can't do it. So... Those friends, uh, my high school buddy Chris and my buddy Andy that was on the show in a very early episode here that Eric and I got to chat with him. Uh, if if they call me, I'm actually going to answer the phone because I know I'm not reaching them any other way. So there, there are exceptions to every rule. Okay, I lied. There's like maybe 10 people I'll pick up the phone for. Are you one of them? That is the question. If I swear to God, if I see Dan Peck show up on my caller ID right now, I might actually throw my phone. Shit, let me do that.
0: <laughs> I was
2: wondering if I was actually expecting you to do that.
0: No, I know. <laughs> I don't been. think I've ever called you. So I don't. I've think actually. You. I hardly ever text you, but I have texted you because there was because we were meeting. That was like it was a clean meeting.
2: <laughs> Dude, we've met two times in our yep. entire lives and we've been working together for going on 10 years. Like it's it's crazy, right? Like when you think about stuff like that. I actually did receive a phone call while we were recording that I did not answer. Uh we're recording. Well, it was from my mother and I know why she's calling. Oh, okay. So, she can wait till tomorrow. I don't want to hear about the Mets game that they went to today.
0: the it's a preseason Mets game they went to today?
2: Yeah. Well, they had fun, and that's what's important. <clears throat> but I actually did have to tell her something. She doesn't listen to this show, so I don't care. I actually did have to tell her something, and...
0: They're letting Keith Hernandez near the players again. Oh, boy. For the first time in, like, 20 years. Apparently Bobby Valentine didn't like him being around. And no one else has reversed this decision.
2: Somebody just met Bobby Valentine at a meet-and-greet, and he wore a fake mustache to it. One of my friends, I, he saw him go to a meet-and-greet. He met Bobby Valentine, and he wore the fake mustache. And Bobby Valentine had the biggest smile on his face when he took the picture. And that's respect right there. <laughs> that is respect. Because does Eric know that story? I, don't, I know you're not a big sports guy. Do you know the infamous Bobby Valentine, the Mets coach story? No, he got ejected from the game and he snuck back into the bullpen with a hat, sunglasses, and a fake mustache and it was so obvious it was him they had the cameras on him and the announcers were trying not to say anything and of course then he got in bigger trouble and got a bigger fine for that but I just have so much respect for the balls on that man for doing that
3: because
2: <laughs> that's so stupid but how can you be mad about it <laughs> Like that would be like, that would be like if it would be like if you suspended me at Disney and sent me home and all of a sudden I was back in rotation wearing the fake mustache and you were Chris from Orlando <laughs> Orlando, <Yeah>. Florida. <laughs> I've been Chris from Orlando, Florida before. We all have, buddy. For several years. <laughs> Well, it's funny, because I never actually lived in Orlando, but I, I lived in Lake Buena Vista, but I had the Orlando mailing address, so I just told people I lived in Orlando, because you can't you can't just explain that. Yeah.
0: Uh, so you live in Orlando? Sure. Let's go with that. Like well, I I just say, like, I live sharp, just north of Charlotte. I don't, like, bust out towns and stuff. Same as, like, I say I grew up in Syracuse, even though I grew up, you know, 25 minutes north of it. Well, I don't actually live in Lancaster.
2: I live on the border of Lancaster, but I'm not technically in Lancaster. I'm in Mannheim Township.
0: You're in Mannheim Seamroller? But it's just too difficult to explain to people
2: where the fuck it's at. Because if I tell somebody I live in Mannheim Township, they're going to go, huh? But if I say Lancaster, people have heard of that. That's the thing, right? Yeah. That's why I used to tell people I lived in Orlando even when I lived in Kissimmee, because Kissimmee is just horrible. <laughs> so I wouldn't tell them that. It's like told people that you're from Kissimmee, they'll be like, "Oh, you don't look Puerto Rican." Somebody said that to me. Said you live in Kissimmee. They said you're white. I'm like, (laughs) like I'm well aware of where I live. This this is not news to me. But hey, the food, right? (laughs) Fucking great. Hey, you know what? I grew up in Vernon, New Jersey. Do you know what my mailing address there was? Sussex, the county. And I didn't even live in the town of Sussex, but that's what our mailing oh, address was. So,
0: did either of you guys ever live anywhere that was like pre 911 and you had like a weird routing number for your mailbox? Yep. Because, like, when we moved, it was like box 216X. Like, it was numbers and letters. And then we got 911 and we got 911 and we became. 57. <laughs> Again, like, what the hell? <laughs> dude, they
2: switched my street. When I was growing up, we were at one Beaverbrook Drive. And then they switched it and they put one at the other end of the street. We became 20. Shit, dude. Which, you know why? Because where one is, that's where the, the street actually ends. But I grew up in a cul-de-sac. So I guess it made sense we were the last house. But I still claim bull on that.
0: Rude. Oh, you're the cul-de-sac house. You don't get to be number one. Rude. Numbering has always been weird to me because, like, my house number is, like, in the tens of thousands, and there's not that many lots for a house on this road.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or what about... When you live in a townhouse complex and your your number is even so you tell the delivery driver that and they pull on the other side of the street where all the odd houses and they're like, I see 45 and 47, I don't see 46. I'm like, that's because even numbers are on the other side of the street, you dumbass, which is what I told you. Depends on which DoorDash idiot you're getting. Yeah. I don't know. Uber Eats seems to get it right, although they've messed up too.
0: It all depends upon how used to the area they actually are. Because that was a while, because they were building stuff here still, so part other roads got cut off from through traffic. So, like, <laughs> if you try to get a delivery person in here, sometimes when we were the first few years, they would come up and they would see literally a chain link, a chain fence in the way can't get there because they didn't want construction equipment going through their part of the neighborhood yeah well you gotta love crap
2: like that i don't think we're in the i don't think we have time for another geography lesson this week we're already in <laughs> we're already in overtime right now but <laughs> but another really fun episode so next week we'll do a, a segment on the show we'll dedicate to 1982 we'll look up some of the top movies that came out that year and discuss them um, we can talk reason. about we talk about some of the games that came out around that time. That was still in the Atari era, uh, the early the pre NES days. So won't be that, that much. To is, talk it was
0: about. right before the crash.
2: Yeah, the game. Well, the video game crash was
0: 1983.
2: Yeah. So, so, the, so the video games are going to crash, and then my ass is going to get born, <laughs> just in time for the NES to come out, so I can have my first video game memory be Super Mario Brothers, and I became a gamer immediately. And all I ever wanted to do is play video games. And speaking of video games, uh, I got Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I played it for a little bit. I almost beat the first area today. I only played it for a little bit. Um, I did put it on the easy difficulty just because I wanted to get used to it. And I realized that easy in a Kirby game is way too easy. So I think we're gonna we're gonna amp that back up and uh, go full on. But it's a lot of fun, and of course, it's the classic, it's a 3D open world Kirby adventure, but it's not like a fully explorable world. There's still a linear path that you can follow, which is good for a younger player for that style of game. It's, it's very similar to like a Mario game, you know what I mean? It's an open world, but there's still a direction you're going in. Yeah. So... But it's really cool. The graphics are amazing. I I like this dystopian abandoned Earth that we're apparently on.
0: Yeah, is it supposed to be Earth or is it supposed to be... Haven't figured that out yet. I mean... It's not actually Earth, but it's very Earth-like. Get the allegory, people. Mm -hmm. You
2: maniacs. (laughs) Damn you. Yeah, I have... I mean, maybe that's going to be a plot point that we figure out down the line. But it's a lot of fun. So the big thing here is Kirby will inhale large objects and sort of take possession of them, kind of like what Cappy was doing in Mario Odyssey. And one of the first things you take possession of is a car, and you just go vroom, vroom, vroom really fast. And yes, I did mimic the steering wheel motion that you guys can't see when I did that.
0: Obviously. That's an
2: old podcast joke, though. That's
0: going way back. Yeah, I've been seeing those pop up, the jokes pop up on my uh, honest days because it's, you know, that pay-per-view happened between Rumble and WrestleMania, yeah, so which Eric, is around now. <laughs> yeah, Eric, they did a WWE pay-per-view called
2: Fastlane, and we, we saw a joke where somebody was making a joke about and doing sound effects for it, so we turned that into a thing on the show, and Dan would go, we're going to watch Fastlane, vroom, 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 and he would, like, scream it, and he would do the mimic of the steering wheel. You know, like that horrible motion that if you did that in real life, you would just run your car off the road because nobody drives like that. But that became a running gag, too. And then, of course, at that point, because this is what podcasting does to me, that pay per view was ruined from that point on. So every time they would mention Fastlane, even long after I was giving a shit about it, I'd be like, hey, Dan, Fastlane vroom, vroom, vroom is coming up. And, of course, vroom, vroom, vroom would be all capital letters because, you know. I'm on a Pia. <laughs> because in jokes affect us very well. So we're approaching two and a half hours here. I think we need to wrap this up, boys. We'll be back next week. Episode 82, a little tribute to 1982 on the way. And I want to give a quick shout out here to our friends at the Blake and Sal show doing wonderful things. And to Anthony Blackwell Jr. at the IWEP network. My friend, you need to pick me up, my buddy. You're doing great. Keep doing what you're doing on your channel. You've got listeners. You've got followers. They love what you're doing. We love what you're doing. We're proud to be your partner. Keep it up, man. Every now and again, we got to lift each other up. That's what us creative people got to do. We got to stick together. Buddy, keep doing what you're doing. And check out the IWEP network. Lots of great shows on there. That's going to wrap us up. We're going to take us out of here. I'm going to throw us back over to the sultry voice of Adrian Cotton, who's going to help me book my October trip can't wait for him to listen to this episode because I know he's going to text me as soon as he hears that part and be like, yeah, let's talk. And we'll see you guys next week.
0: Adios. This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at ckccradio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.